Oi, you lot, you listen to Garage Hammer. Episode 261. On tonight's episode, the fat manling has his friend from Las Vegas back. And they're going to talk more about those female elves and the knives and the blood and the weird and all the rules for putting them on the battlefield and having a go with your half-naked, bloody elf ladies. I don't even understand. Shut it! I'm listening to me show. Welcome to the Garage U Tools for the next two hours or thereabouts. I'm going to do my best to keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way, bringing you more blood, more hair, and uh, more cities than I really want to count. I'm Dave Whitek, and today, today, Lindsay doesn't even have to like jump in to host the opening segment uh, because Jay is still here from the last show. Jay, how's it going? Great. How are you doing? <laughs> I am doing fantastic. Uh, great googly moogly. There was so much we're splitting into two episodes. And thank you so much, by the way, for coming on and, and doing this again because I know uh, Jay's been on two episodes and it's been like six different times scheduled already because that's just that's pro- I think that's half the reason people quit the show is we never really record when we're supposed to. Uh, but uh, see, that's the problem with being super easygoing is eh, it's like, sure. Oh, <laughs> Sunday's good. All right. Sunday it is. Uh, well, and then thank three you minutes so much or when we're supposed to record. Dave texts me and says we're not recording tonight. And I go, oh, all right. Next Thursday. <laughs> that was just that wasn't my fault, but it's ne- it, it's always my fault. <laughs> I, you know what? The buck stops here, and then I just try to push it along, and then they realize it's only a buck. So, um, okay. So before we get started, uh, I do need to thank the sponsors for the show, and those of you who listen know that our three sponsors for this show are Chaos Org Superstore, Chaos Org Superstore, Chaos Org Superstore, Chaos Org Superstore, Six Squared Studios for all your basic and MDF needs. Oh, and Six Squared is now doing, um, you know, commission 3D printing. They got a big 3D printer. And so they're doing all sorts of, you've got to check out the website, check out their Facebook page, Six Squared Studios for all that. And Grognard's Games, there's always something happening at Grognard's. See, I got the bell working. It's it's consistent now. It's like a, it's almost like a professional show. I'm gonna have Todd on probably next episode because guess what? Now Grognards is uh, now that the restrictions are 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 getting a little uh, less. Um, you can reserve table time again at Grognards, and they've got all their stuff in, and it's just it's a fantastic place. Um, and plus, if you can't find what you want, follow their Facebook page because they do ship. So. You know, they got that going on as well. Also, of course, as always, I have to thank our Patreon sponsors, those people who are part of the almost 1% who make everything that we do at this show possible. That includes our associate producers, Dwight Sims, Christopher Sanders, AJC, Opie, and Big Jake, our executive producers, Colin Miller and Alex Graham, and our newest Patreon patron, a dude by the name of Jay Crawford. Jay uh, thank you, Jay. I can what? literally it's it's a rare occasion when I can thank the person in person who uh, who is <laughs> who has decided to become a patron. Usually my close friends don't become patrons well, because like, they're like, you know, hey. Well, you know, it's just gonna get rolled into my appearance fee anyway, so it's kind of just paying myself. No big deal. Oh, that works. 
I'm had, kidding. I guys. hadn't you thought of it that way. Fees for being on the show. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Um, Dave doesn't get an, an appearance fee for his own show. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Okay, so um, one last thing, and this is just a reminder because I don't have a voicemail up and ready right now. Um, but if you wanted to leave a voicemail for Garage Hammer to possibly be played on the show, all you got to do is dot one seven five seven GH show six. That's one seven five seven GH show six. Most international callers dial zero zero, and then one seven five seven GH show six, um, and then leave a voicemail. That's just how it works. You leave the voicemail. I listen to the voicemail. I put the voicemail on the air. I say thank you for the voicemail. But you should know that by now if you're a listener. So. Um, all right, we've got a lot to cover. We've got six cities. We've got uh, several sets of rules. We've got a bunch of new scrolls. Uh, I don't think we're going to hit every single one again. I want to hit the cool ones, you know, um, and talk yeah, about some of the differences. I think cherry picking is probably the way to go. I mean, there's cool stuff here. There's very cool stuff, and it's exciting to me. I just, once again, I'm, I, you know what? I'm, I'm just old and cranky. I'm the grumpy old troll who lives under the bridge and going through every single War Scroll in a book, unless I'm super excited about that book in particular, and by super excited I mean unless I'm actually going to be playing that army and I have enough, just every scroll just... Plus, you know, even even people who love the show, they always say, when you go scroll by scroll, and not just to me, but on any of these shows, when you go scroll by... Like, eventually it just all becomes noise. It's not like you're remembering this. If you have your own book, you can look up your own stats. I, it just becomes noise. Um, I love, I'll sit and talk about these books all day, you know. I mean, between these two shows, we're going to do five hours in The Daughters of Cain. Um, but, but that's a lot of daughters. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a lot for one book. Yeah, but you know what? It's It was a cool book. And, and <laughs> we, we, we've gotten some good feedback. We, you know what I'll say? Since we recorded the first part last two weeks ago, we got good feedback on that one. And a couple of people even asked him if we're still meeting up for lunch. And I was like, all right, at least it worked. And, you know, it, people yeah, are getting boy. it. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take a break. And then we're going to come back. And then we are going to jump into all the rules. Oh, and before that, I also want not only to thank uh, Jay, but uh, my good friend Jimbo from the Mitzi and Jimbo show. And um, Chuck who we mentioned last episode, uh, Chuck uh, the, of Tayrathi cosplay fame. Um, they, Jimbo and, uh, and Chuck uh, shared with me some of their lists that they play because they actually play the army. So as I was trying to write up lists, and you know, I came up with some similar stuff, but it's like, oh, look, people actually play it, saying how they can play, and they were nice enough to send a list for every city. So it's like, oh, wow, someone did my homework for me, you know? So um, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and then we're going to start the awesomeness. So we'll be right back. Yeah. 
That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we're back. Here we are, back talking Daughters of Cain. Now, uh, if if you're listening to this right after you listen to the last episode, first of all, take a break, go to the bathroom, go get a sandwich or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, seriously. But uh, so we're gonna jump right in with some rules for daughters. Now, uh, now, Jay, do you do you ever play daughters? I know you. You know, I, I don't. I don't. I remember what armies you said you played. I know you're sort of a jack of all trades. You play a lot. You know, but that comes from being involved in the hobby as long as you have been, I suppose. Yeah, I do. Um, I'm going to jump back into them with like kind of fresh eyes because this new book is so drastically different than any other Dark Elf book that we've had before. So I want to look at it completely differently. So I'm going to be rebuilding my army. I actually already sold off all my old metal witch elves and all that other stuff. I'm rebuilding from scratch. Oh, may I ask, did you get a pretty penny for the old metal ones? Because there are some old time time, people who like the old stuff and they they'll they'll you get a fair price for it. So I didn't, but I'm super weird. Uh, (laughs) I have like this whole toy story feel about my toys that like when I leave the room, they all start playing and talking and feeling neglected. (laughs) So I find people that uh, that really appreciate the army for what it is. So that's cool. Yeah, I got enough to get a couple of boxes. Let's put it that way. There you go. I just want to make sure you got a fair because sometimes that old stuff, it's like it either it either goes for a song or like everyone and their grandmother is like throwing money at you to get it from you. So and I don't know how the old metal witch elves uh, were going. I did want to take one second before we jumped into the rules and go over some of the the hobby corner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, In the middle of the book, there is uh, painting tutorials. Guys. They're really good painting tutorials in this one. It really teaches you about flesh tones, which I know a lot of people struggle with. A lot of people. And they go deep into different kinds of – like you have the uh, ebony-type skinned dark elves that from kind of D&D. You have very pale flesh. You have kind of neutral tones. There's all kinds of different ways to skin this cat, and they go through a lot of different ways. I'm looking at it right now. Um, so let's you, see. You've got Marathi's skin. You've got mm-hmm. contrast skin tone, so if you just want to use contrast, mm-hmm. apparently. Uh, dark skin tone, flushed skin tone, if they want to get them a little pinkish. Um, and then it goes into the different colors for scales and wings and stuff like that, too, if you want to go with those things. Very nice. Um, there's a couple of things that would are worth pointing out. Um, they say for tattoos, use uh, straight Abaddon black. That's completely incorrect. Take whatever flesh tone is your highlight and thin it down with Drakenhof nightshade. It's going to give you a very Indian ink feel for it and give a better, a more realistic tattoo effect. Um, and then their wounds look really, really good. So take a look at the wounds. 
Oh, yeah, I'm looking at that right now. Paint the cuts. The little cuts and abrasions. Yeah. Oh, that is cool. Paint the cuts with pink yeah. horror and then apply blood for the blood god and just put it on thin and let that drip. Oh, that's cool. Yep. So definitely take just a couple of minutes to look over these, especially if you struggle with flesh. This is a really good jumping off point for you guys. Because I've heard it a million times throughout the years that everybody struggles with flesh and eyes. Well, here's a good jumping off point. Uh, eyes are the worst. And I flip the model upside down and paint it. I've been, I, oh, be fine. dude. I was at game. I, I was at a couple of different game days when GW used to do them back in the in like what well, was it, about two thousand eight. I think I went, and I saw they had like the, you know they have their like. Their heavy metal painters are there, just like painting and talking to people. And the the guys explain to me how to do it, and I'm just like, that makes total sense. It's cool. It lo-. and then I try to do it, and those models are too tight. Like I just can't get it done. Uh, so I find stuff that's wearing masks. And so I, I completely cheat. You cheat? What do you do? I put white into the eyes. Uh huh. And then uh, I take a micron pen, a, a .005 micron pen, and just dot the eyes. Call it a day. Oh, I was doing – I yeah, if I have to, that's kind of what I did too. What the guy told me was because, you know, too often people put that circle right in the eye spot if we're going to do hobby corner here. But when you do a full pupil circle, no matter where the eyes are, it looks like you're wide-eyed, like crazy-eyed. Because if you look at your own eye in the mirror, you don't see the full pupil circle. The top is always cut off by the top by your eyelids. So what he was right. telling me was to go in and paint the black. He goes, you paint the whole thing white, but when you paint the black circle, you start it near the bottom of the eye, and then you go past the top of the eye into the, it, uh, you know, under where you know the eyebrow would be, like onto the rest of the head. He goes, just paint the circle. Don't worry about. Getting it on there, then go back in and just paint the skin, paint over the top half of the black circle on the skin above your eye. He goes, and then you get these perfect eyes every time. And they did. They looked amazing. And then I tried it at home, and they all look cross-eyed and, and, and weird and, and you know. Looking like Notorious B.I.G. So you're looking south and east at one the same way, time. One guy's going one way, and the other guy's going the other way. And the dog's saying, what do you want from me? So, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, that's enough hobby corner. I just wanted to touch on that real quick because uh, this is a good book for it. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> actually, you're. I, you know, I, I always, I, I always read this and mean to say something about it, and then we're, and then we're. There's so much other stuff to talk about. You totally forget about the painting section. All right, so let's get into some of these allegiance abilities, the battle traits. Um, they're actually fairly simple. Um, first of all, uh. You get uh, you got a six up ward save on wounds or mortal wounds. That is you know simple enough. You can pick a temple to be from, you know, just like a city or any other thing. There's six temples to pick, and they all have their own special bits of rules. Uh, and those are the two easy ones. Then the blood rites is is the big one though. Um, every battle round they gain an ability and they're cumulative. So at the start of the game they can reroll run rolls of one. So, there you go. You can reroll. Uh, on the start of the second battle round, they can still reroll uh, run rolls of one, but now they can reroll charge rolls of one. And on turn three, they can reroll hit rolls of one for melee weapons. And on turn four, they can reroll wound rolls of one for melee weapons. And turn five, they can reroll save rolls of ones 
uh, for attacks that target the units, and they stop taking Battle Shock. So they don't even take Battle Shock tests by the fifth round. They're so wound up in the Bloodlust, they are not running at this point. Um, level or level five, round five kind of sucks. I'm just going to throw that out there. Rerolling I mean, save rolls and not take Battle Shock tests? Yeah, everything should either be dead or dying. At that point, you know, what's a what's a save throw going to be? Battle Shock, you've already taken Battle Shocks on turn three, four. But it's cute. It's a free. It, it's free. So I mean, I guess you can't complain about free ninety nine, right? And, uh, and it's well, and it's thematic. You know, by that point in the battle, they are completely you know gone berserker. So it's uh, the, the ones who have survived are a little harder to kill, and and are are just are are mopping up. I I, I don't disagree that that's something that you might want a little earlier, uh, but you seem to be able to get it if you take the right things because you could bump up the the number of the battle round. True. It. If it lets you re-roll the Fanatical Faith, the 6-up ward save, I would be way more behind it. I'd be like, yes, yes. But since it's only armor save rolls, um, ah, it's okay. I could live without it, but I'll take it since it's free. No, you're saying that the 6-up ward, if you could re-roll ones for the 6-up ward, that would be better. Or if you could... Oh, oh I, would be all, I would be all about it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that, that, would, that would be okay. really good. All right, so that's your that's your battle traits, though. That is your basic basic uh, rules for this army that everybody gets. All right, so uh, let's What's jump your into favorite battle trait out of that. Of those, um, yeah. Well, what one would you think is the most important to you? I would think it's the six up ward save, since these guys have crummy saves. Oh no, no, no! I'm talking about for the round abilities. The oh, battle round abilities. Um, no, the six-up save is amazing. I'm saying it's. <laughs> I'm saying it. I. I think it's the t the to hit rolls of one because that's. That that I mean, it comes before you get to reroll the wound rolls, the running and the charging, the rerolling the ones. I mean, you're these guys get you're going to get into battle, and that's going to be pretty much a, a, a pointless thing. Um, not pointless, but less useful thing. After that first or second round, I'm not going to worry about that. But I'm constantly going to, especially if you're getting extra attacks and the buckets of attacks these guys can get, and with certain uh, certain armies that if they fought, and they roll a five up, and there's certain they can fight again. I want to be rerolling yeah. those. I want to. I want every hit to happen. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm I'm right in the same. And it's called Zealot's Rage. If you guys are following along at home, oh, yeah. um, and then also. Avatars of Kane are uh, automatically animated, which we'll touch on avatars for sure. But oh, that's I missed important that. to note. Yeah, so they. Yeah. And so, and that's just basically for the rest of the game. So by turn three, you don't have to do anything to animate them. They're just constantly up and running. Which is great, but yeah, we'll, we'll come back to the avatars because it is something that definitely needs talking about. It's. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Because I actually got a little bit confused with some of this anyway, but that's just me. So, um, okay, command traits. Um, you know, and, and you got a lot of the, the general stuff, you know, uh, plus one to the wound for the general, plus one to hit for the general, uh, minus one to hit the general. The one that, I, that stuck out to me that I thought was good was True Believer, number the sixth one. Uh, and that's yeah, buddy. adding one to the battle round when determining the abilities. So if you take yep. True Believer, you start re-rolling. You start on, on, on battle round 
two, basically. So you're re-rolling your run and charge rolls. And that battle shock and save rolls one comes in on turn four. So it's coming in a little earlier. You know, um, and then if you can get jumped into combat right away, then on your second battle round, you're getting you're re-rolling those ones. So yeah, that's the one that really stands out for me is True Believer. Um, it seems to be the one that, that you'd want to take if you're picking a command trait. Yeah, the other five command traits could just be blank, and I'd be okay with it because True <laughs> Believer is just that good. Now, here's my question. Now, you only get to pick this command trait if you don't choose to be from a city. Um, Correct. So now I know you do some lists. Now, do you pick a city? Are are you a, are you a picking Absolutely. a? Absolutely, absolutely. The benefits way outweigh the detriments, and the the benefit of the generic command traits, in my opinion. Okay. Because that's what I looked. I'm like, this is so good. But when is when am I ever going to use it? Like, when am I ever even going to have the opportunity to use True Believer? Um, uh, low points games. When you're running like a 750 or 1,000 point game, that's when I would start considering a non-city list. Oh, okay. You know. Cool. See, this is what I love. This is what I love This when I ask someone who knows stuff about the game. Because I'm looking at this going, oh, there's all, there's all this stuff, but I'm never certain what's going to be great. Um, okay, so Bloodrack Medusas get to pick. Uh, they have their own special command traits. Uh, oh, because that has to be a Daughters of Cain elf general that can pick uh, True Believer anyway. So if you're running a Blood Ma- uh, Bloodrack Medusa as your general, um, you can either let her reroll uh, one, one casting, dispelling, or unbinding roll in the hero phase. You can ever subtract one from attacks and reroll failed battle shock test wholly within twelve. Once again, a lot more generic stuff. Like there's not stuff that's jumping out to me on a lot of this. Um, no, not really. In fact, the only thing that I, I guess thought- if you're really relying on blood rack casting, I guess number one is good. Um, but I don't think I would ever be reliant on them to be my my spellcasters. Right. Personally. Um, the one the one <laughs> thing that I thought was was the Melusai Iron Scale, the first one. Um. Yeah, you on the start of the hero phase, roll a die. If this is if she's your general and she's on the field, on a four up, you get an extra command point, and extra command points are always good. So sure. for the iron scale, that one stood out. The rest of it's just pretty generic. And once again, you're probably not picking any of these because you're picking a city. So none of this is well, happening anyway. None of this really matters, yeah. But to put the number one for the the iron scale into a little bit of math, we know what a command point's worth. It's worth 50 points. So over a five-round game, you're looking at succeeding two and a half times. So you're putting 125 points onto the battlefield for free. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I, I, I don't think it's game-breaking. Um, again, lower points games though, if you're running like a thousand point games and you're putting 125 points onto the battlefield for free, that's, that's a pretty good advantage in your, in your corner, but none of these matter. (laughs) (laughs) That's the craziest thing is I'm going through this. I'm like reading all this going, but when do we like, even in the artifacts, like there's some cool artifacts, uh, and you will get to pick them if you take some battalions. But once again, your first one is going to go with whatever's already set up in your city because the cities have so many cool things. Uh, like I said, the guys who you know who play the game, they didn't send me any lists that weren't that were gener- they didn't send me any non, uh, you know, any list that didn't come from a a uh, 
uh, what a, a temple from a city. Yeah, temple. Yeah. So uh, let's take a look at some of the now daughters of Cain artifacts. I saw two that stood out. Uh, I liked the crown of woe and the crone blade. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I'd like minus two bravery for enemy that are within seven inches. And addition, if enemy models are slain by wounds inflicted by the bearer's attack. So it, uh, basically minus two bravery within seven inches of your hero. If they kill anybody, then uh, it goes to, uh, to 14 inches. Minus two bravery in a 14-inch bubble is pretty good. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't take Battleshock tests. That's become, like, the the thing. But I like that. I also liked... Um, I, oh, see, our Bone Reapers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bone Reapers, they don't care. No. They're like, minus two bravery, make it minus seven. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, I like the Crone Blade, pick a melee weapon at the end of the combat phase. If any enemy models were slain by wounds inflicted with attacks made with this weapon, you can heal up to D3 wounds allocated to the bearer. So, yeah, you got pick to pick one of your weapons, and if you kill anything with it, you get D3 wounds back. I always like taking back wounds, especially in an army that's got a lot of five-up yeah. saves. Sure. Uh, any of those sure. artifacts stand out to you as something that you really liked? Uh, the Crone Blade and then the Thousand and One Dark Blessings. And what is that um, one Giving them an additional feel, feel no pain. Uh, it's a five up feel no pain or uh, ward save. Okay. And now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the way the rules go now, uh, if you are using Thousand and One Dark Blessings, then you don't get to use Fanatical Faith. As far as I know, but they keep changing their mind on it. Okay. Like 40 for 40k, um, I know for certain you take the best ward save that you have or feel no pain. Right. But for Age of Sigmar, um, I need to look at the current FAQ because I don't remember. Because I could have sworn they put that rule up there that was like a thing. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And that that's honestly some of these ridiculous, you know, I got this save and then this, uh, you know... Uh, I remember playing against one of the vermin lords, and it was like, "Wait, you've got like four different saves, like, and they get to re-roll some of them." What is ha- like? I, and I'm I'm exaggerating, but it still it seemed like they had like three or four save rolls with the re-rolls and everything, and it's just like, "Ugh, I did 27 wounds. I got one through." This is fire slayers were like that recently. That's fire true. slayers in their last book. They they did that. They had three or four ward saves. Yeah, that's that that. I mean, I get it. It just it takes away some of the fun, I think, in the game when you get when you when the, with that type of redundancy kicks in. But that's mm-hmm. just my opinion. I don't actually play this game. I just like to talk about it. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, uh, the Bloodrack Medusa. Okay, you Bloodrack Medusas can pick their own artifacts. Um, I like the Mirror Glaive and the Shade Claw. I like anything. Same. That, yeah. Rend, rend two. Okay. I'll take that. Rend two on your Whisper Claw. And the Mirror Glaive. Every time the bearer successfully unbinds a spell, they can immediately attempt to cast either Arcane Bolt or Mystic Shield. In addition, if it's successful, you can't unbind it. So uh, I'm assuming yeah. that they can cast it more than once per turn, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, they, because it... um. Because it specifically says each time you 
cast. It doesn't preclude you from multiple casts. So if you have multiple unbinds, then yeah. That's that's a cool yeah, you can. That's an I, I like I just like that idea. It's like I block this, throw a fireball at you. <laughs> I block this. Okay, they're gonna they're gonna get a they're gonna get a bonus to their uh to their saves. So those are the ones I liked. Look at that! You're agreeing with me. Yeah. I'm picking out the right things. Yeah, you're doing stuff. Look at I that! I mean, none of it matters because we would never get these. But because <laughs> you don't have a blood wreck, but because you wouldn't give that artifact because you've got other better artifacts. Um, <laughs> the daughters of it's Cain, cool, though. the relics of Cain. I this is where I, I I get confused with the prayers. Do you understand how this stuff works? Because I'm hoping you do. Because yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because people so, who play it, I heard a lot of complaining happening with the prayers and how many you can do. Because I was reading it, and it looked like they can only give, say, one prayer per. Richard? Yeah, and you can't say the same prayer more than once. Am I correct? Correct. Okay, so then these extra prayers or this guy who can chant up to three, obviously you have to know extra prayers, I suppose. But everyone can only do the one. So... If this guy, can, if like, if you take the Knight pendant and that hero can chant three prayers, I mean, unless you've got a, a lot of people knowing a lot of different prayers, it seems like, well, that's great. He can do all this. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's, it didn't, I, maybe I'm just not getting it because I don't play the army or something. Okay, it's super easy. So they have, they probably have one on their war scroll. Most priests have one just innate right. prayer that they can do, right? Right. Like a signature wizard spell. Mm-hmm. Animating an avatar is a prayer. Okay. And then the endless spell prayers are prayers. Oh, okay. The end. I forgot about so, that. So yeah, the Canaanite pendant is actually really good um, if you have that game plan in mind. I, I think it's a great addition. Oh, so the the heart but, of fury is a prayer. Is that what that is? Yes. Okay. At least. Yeah, because the other ones are spells, but that's a <laughs> yeah, that's a okay, huh? Now, for our, our listeners at home, something that needs to be said about prayers is they're extremely powerful. It's a spell that your opponent cannot unbind effectively, and it usually has about the same potency as a spell, give or take. So, not being able to dispel a yeah. prayer is is it can be massive. Okay. And we'll get to that when we get to to these units. I just, I, I, I wasn't certain exactly, I, I got a little confused because there seemed to be some things that seemed contradictory when I was reading them here. And then I started seeing things on the internet and I should never go on the internet. I just really should stay off the internet. No. The, the internet brought it to my attention that you can only do one prayer per turn too. So don't feel yeah. bad about it. Okay. So, uh, yeah, because I, I would have missed that entirely. I would have just been like, pray, 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 pray. I'm in church, bitches. <laughs> so, you know what? Before we do the spell lore, because they do have a, a spell lore, let's talk about the prayers. It says here, in your, hero in your hero phase, each friendly Daughters of Cain priest that knows any prayers can chant each prayer that they know. See, this is where I got confused on the wording, because it said they can chant every, each prayer that they know. And it's like... If they do so, make a prayer roll. On a one, they take a mortal wound. On a two, it's ignored. On a three, it's answered. In addition to any other prayers they know, each friendly priest on a daughter's cane knows one prayer from the prayers of the Cainite cult. Um, 
Each prayer from the prayers of the Canaanite cult can only be chanted once per turn, regardless of how many priests know the prayer. So, see, and this is where I got confused, because it said they can chant each prayer they know. So, and then it, down here it says you can only chant prayers from the Canaanite cult once per turn. So is it just these that I can only chant once per turn? Like, if they, if I have, if they know their generic one, can all of them chant that all they feel like? See, this is where I... I get... think so. Yeah. Oh, great. But I'm confused, too. Yeah. yeah no, we're we're lost in the sauce here. That's not good. Okay, well, and that's fine. I mean, <laughs> I, dude, I don't... I, you know, whatever. I don't know. Um, I'm just trying to look. Uh, Priestess of Cain. Oh, yeah, so they know the prayers. The Rune of Cain, Touch of Death, Wrath of Cain, Anime. Okay, that says... Can chant one of the following prayers. So yeah, see, and that's when you get to their rules. It says they can chant one of the following prayers. If you do so, pick a prayer. Blah 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 blah. So I think the problem is with the wording here under the prayers thing says they can chant each prayer that they know, and I think that means they can chant a prayer that they know, or any yeah. of the prayer. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's just a wording problem on the part before that. Okay. Well, good. Then I'm. Then I'm. Well, not, it's the Queen's I'm, English, man. <laughs> Armor, color, Armor. color. So let's go over some. <laughs> let's go over the aluminium. prayers. Aluminium. Um. Oh, I went through a whole thing with my son. We were talking about that uh, and the whole how it basically aluminium became aluminum because of a typo, and then Americans just kept it because their dictionary just kept it that way. Now it's both. Both are acceptable. I'm like, what? All right, um, let's let's talk these prayers because there are some cool ones, and I'm not even certain which ones are awesome and which ones aren't. Um, although, I mean, you know, some seem better than others. But this is, I think, this is worth talking about because, as you said, on a three up, this just happens. Uh, okay, so first one is Catechism of Murder. Uh, pick a friendly <laughs> unit wholly within 14 inches of this model. Until your next hero phase, if the unmodified hit roll for an attack is a six, you get two hits instead of one. That's good. So sixes, you roll. You roll. That's what. That one ability is what makes a lot of people want to play Heed Knights of Slash. Is exploding sixes. Yeah. And now you're applying this to a whole different army that has as much to take advantage of it as the Heed Knights do. Yeah, this one I think is it's the a great. One. Yeah, this one seemed uh, the one that this is one of them that's really stuck out to me was that first one. I was like, oh, that's good. Uh, Blessing of Cain. Uh, pick a friendly unit wholly within 14 until your next hero phase. You can reroll your fanatical faith rolls. So here you get to reroll. That's so good. Yeah, reroll your six up ward save. That's good yeah, too. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. For for any yeah for one unit wholly within fourteen and they've all they all of these have to pick a unit wholly within fourteen. I'm not just going to keep repeating that. It's a it's a friendly unit wholly within fourteen. Uh, the martyr yeah. sacrifice until your next hero phase. Each time a model from that unit is slain by an attack made with a melee weapon, before they're removed, pick an enemy unit within three inches and roll a die. And on a five up, that unit takes a mortal wound. Meh. Because it's pick an enemy unit with okay. Here's this. This is. I hate to get into the weeds here with the rules stuff because I hate to be a rules a lawyer, um, but I am also a person who doesn't play enough to know if I wouldn't want to go in and start the cheating phase or accuse someone of doing it. So I've got a big old blob of witch elves, right? And I get in the fight, 
and you de- you deliver, you know, I got to take 10 of them off. If I take them from the back of the blob and that back end of the blob is more than three inches away, does that mean none of this works or do I just, do you, do you see what I'm saying? Correct. Correct. So you have to select the slain model to be within three inches of, of an enemy. Okay. And they don't, like, let's say you're engaged on two fronts. It doesn't have to be just one enemy unit. You can split it up, essentially. But are, are you familiar with Gao? Yes. <laughs> okay. So you have the Gao insurance. You're effectively betting on yourself to lose. I don't like that. And so anything like this, like martyr sacrifice, where you have to lose a unit to gain value, I, I just don't see the quality there. Back when I used to listen to Podhammer, that was when I first started hearing, because you take, oh, if I die, I can do this, and then you're going to take wounds. And he's like, yes, but you have to die for that to be useful. Oh. Wait, yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, wait, hey. And that's that's right there. You've summed it all up. If I have to, if I have to be hurt in order for this to work, it you got to think that through. <laughs> because there's got to be something there that you well, can, then, that can work if you're not hurt, and then you're betting. Oh, you know, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, well, are, are you are you assuming you're going to die? The only time that I can see a lot of profit to be made from this thing is when you go on to the sisters of slaughter and they have the bladed bucklers where they're reflecting wounds back when you're stacking that i i guess i guess there's something there i still don't like betting on my models dying yep because you have a one out of six to where the the spell fails and you take a wound or sorry not the spell the prayer you have a one out of six that you that you just fail and you take a wound you have a one out of three where you don't get the benefit at all right. and then you have the the three plus the the two thirds chance that it works, but now your units have to be in combat, have to get slain, and then you have to roll another five up for it to work. That's too many and dice you rolls. You can't take the casualties from the back, like you just pointed out. See, that's yeah, exactly. So I'm giving up. I'm, that's the thing is, I don't mind taking him from the front. I suppose if he attacks first, I don't mind taking him from the front because the front because then I got my pile in. But if for some reason it just it feel it feels to me like uh, I, I'm like seeding ground, like he's gonna pile in and, and get be, you know I just I don't know. Yeah. All right, what else we got? We've anyway, got, we've got crimson, crimson re- rejuvenation. Um, <laughs> pick a unit and heal D three wounds. Great spell. Yeah, it, it's great. It, it's just a good prayer. Now that's it's solid choice. Now, that's heal up to D3 wounds, so that's got to be something with multiple wounds, right? Because it doesn't say anything about putting back D3 wounds worth of models. Correct. Okay. But, uh, you know, a blood rack shrine or, or any of the shrines, regenerating lost wounds can be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Covenant of the Iron Heart. Uh, pick a unit until your next hero phase. Do not take Battleshock tests. Eh. And finally, the Sacrament of Blood. Pick a unit until your next hero phase. Add one to the number of the current battle round when determining the abilities gained from by that unit for the blood right. Uh, so this ability and other effects are cumulative. So this this prayer gives you that boost on the table for that one unit. It keeps saying that these things are cumulative, but I'm like, where am I accumulating them from? There doesn't seem to be, unless I miss stuff, it's like, where am I... Other than the one, 
command trait that I don't get to pick because I'm picking a temple. <laughs> because I did. I sat there and went, oh, wait. As soon as it says they're cumulative, I'm like, okay, where can I start adding these up so I could start on, like, round four? You know, like, where can I just totally jack up the army right off the bat? And I'm like, wait, I can't. But that's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. So we've got some cool prayers, and if and if the prayers ain't good enough for you, if you want to cast some real magic, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, there's the lore of shadows for daughters of Cain, wizard heroes. Now there are six spells, um, and once again, I've I've chosen two. Uh, I think I think the the by far and away the best one on here is Mind Razor. Right. Yep. It is. And then. Yep, that's and then, why. Yeah. Yeah. And then the withering. I I like the withering, but mind razor. Uh, mind razor casts on eight. Pick a friendly unit holy within eighteen. Uh, plus one rend on the melee weapons until your next hero phase. In addition, add one to the damage characteristic if it charged. That turn. So you charge in. <laughs> You're getting plus one rend and plus one damage. With uh, that's just really good. All over. And that's why it costs an eight. I mean, it's the most expensive spell they've got. You know, or I mean, highest right cost. Uh, and then I picked the withering cast on a seven. Pick an enemy unit with an eighteen invisible. Add one to wound rolls for attacks that target that unit until your next hero phase. So plus one to wound uh, when a lot of your guys are wounding on threes a lot of the time. Um, or fours. Actually, yeah, a lot of them wound on fours. But still, you know, with, with, the, with all the attacks, getting that wound up I think is good. Yeah, there's others. Uh, did I miss any that were really good? No, I think that's about it. Um, but when I very first... <laughs> When I was when I was skimming before I really deep dove and actually read, uh-huh. so you know this is important. Re- read the whole rule. When I saw Mind <laughs> Razor, my mind instantly went to Occam's Mind Razor from Fantasy Battles, uh, which and we I all just like, called oh, Mind no, Razor, no, no. and that was so good. Yeah, where you, if I'm not mistaken, you used to use your leadership instead of your strength when it came to wounding. Yeah, and so I was just like, oh, holy crap. We have Mind Razor back. Oh, okay, it's slightly different. Okay, good. Yeah, it's very good. Mind Razor was. I mean, that was the point where if you were list, if you were ever listening to old fantasy podcasts, people would be like Mind Razor because it was just like it was so. It was, that was the an obvious pick that everybody took, and it was just like oh, it's so dumb, and everybody takes. It's such an obvious thing that everyone made fun of it. Like even the people using it made fun of it. Right. But if you had Laura Shadows, well, then you took Occam's Mind Razor. There, <laughs> yeah, you, you. That was that. If you didn't, you were either trying real hard to be themey narrative player, or you just wanted points from your opponent. Like you wanted to get uh, you. You were fishing for best sports or uh, your favorite opponent uh, votes. Right. Because you, there's no reason not to take that. But they also and, and they also kept some of the other names, the Steeda Shadows. On a six, you yep. got a 16-inch movement and you fly. Pit of Shades. Yep. Pit of Shades was always really cool. Um, and I still like Pit of Shades a lot. Yeah. That's, I still think it's really cool. 
you want to you want to explain that one? So you roll two d six. It's got a casting value seven. Pick a enemy unit with an eighteen uh, and visible. Roll two d six. If it's higher than their move characteristic, they suffer a number of mortal wounds equal to the difference between the move characteristic and the roll. So, two d six minus move. They take that many mortal wounds. Um, I don't know if there's ways to debuff the movement of enemies with this book, but it, uh, if you can, boy, that can dish out a lot of punishment very easily. I was thinking the same thing. I actually, uh, and I actually did something I never do, and that was starting to look into the different realms <laughs> to see if there's a spell. Oh, in a, is there anything that can hack your movement? And I didn't, I didn't get that far into it because you know, I'm lazy. You know, realm of beasts. I think Realm of Beasts has something. Yeah, because if I can if I can cut your movement down, then that that could be pretty cool. And I just like the I just like the names. Because um, I don't know if it helps, but the entangling ability on on terrain. I don't know if that affects their movement characteristic or just when they move, you subtract one. I don't remember, but. And that, yeah, that's the thing. I that's that's the other part where I start to get confused. And this is like once again because I I'm a terrible player, is, but I'm not the only one because people ask me this. And apparently, if you actually have done a podcast for ten years about a game, they expect you to know how to play it. Um, <laughs> and it's like when it says it, it 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 affects the move characteristic. Does that mean? The, the number on the page or the number after it's been modified? Because, you know, especially when it says the bravery characteristic. Do you mean that mm-hmm. six on the page or do you mean the ten because I got 40 of them? You and, know what's funny is how often people forget about the rank bonus. I see it all the time. I see it all the time in games that I'm playing. The rank bonus? Oh, you mean for the number of models in the unit? Yeah. Okay. But the the once was rank bonus, now just model count bonus. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, yeah. And you and you can't forget that, especially when you're. I mean, the people. I mean, ten is kind of easy to forget when you don't have when you when you're playing more lead armies because you forget it because you don't always have it. But if you're playing a horde army, that's like your bread and butter because half the time those models have like sixes and sevens for leadership. You're like, what do you mean you forgot you get a plus four? You got forty of these. Yeah. Uh, what? What are goblins? They're like bravery four, right? Yeah, it's something really low and stupid. Yeah. Oh, speaking so. of speaking of hordes, uh, can't wait to see the new vampire counts, uh, legions of Nagash, whatever that book is going to be. With my, I'm going to. Oh, I got to buy zombies now. I got to redo the thousand million zombie list. Eventually, that's. Gonna, I cannot. Mm, that's a 2022 boy, you project. Have me on for that episode. If you don't have me on for that episode, I'm flying out to your house and I'm going to do the episode out of your basement by myself. Okay. <laughs> no. Yay. Okay. So wait. So when? Uh, what's the name of that book again? What's it going to be called? It's uh, something vampire. Whatever. What? I forget yeah, what it's vampire called. Vampire counts. Whatever. Yeah, the new vampire <laughs> counts book. Uh, whatever it's going to be. So you you are volunteering to to jump in on that book. All right. Oh my god! I'll do it by myself if I have to. It's going to be an go. amazing book. It's going to be I hope so, so good. I hope so. All right, so let's uh, – okay, so we got the spells down. We got the prayers down. We're into the cities. Yep. You know what? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take yep. a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk cities. Um, I actually um, – I, I, I typed them all up and generalized them so we don't have to go too crazy. That's like, oh, okay, here's what they do really fast. 
So we'll oh, you're the man. I tried. Uh, and you know what? While we're on break, I'll, I'll, I'll send you, I'll email it to you so you've got the copy. So, all right, we'll be right back. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. And we're back. Here we are. We are here talking temples. Now, we talked temples. last episode about all the temples because they all go out and then they, you know, that's that's like their cities. It's where they worship Cain and do their dirty deeds. Dirt cheap. Um, <laughs> it's some I knew. I knew you were going to say it. Of course I was. <laughs> Far be it from me to, to not. I mean, what do you expect from me? All right, so six different temples, and I'm going to say this. In my opinion, um, they're all cool, and they all go – they're very themey uh, with, you know, the, the lore of that city and that play style that they should be – or that temple and, and the play style that they should, they should be doing if they're from that temple. Some are better than others, obviously. Some of this stuff is really good. Uh, but I like that um, there is that balance to them. Some of the, some, They have some really cool things, some other parts. But once again, it plays to that temple's lore. Um, that's always important to me. So um, we'll jump through them, and then I would like your opinion on which of these are really, uh, like, which of these you would say would be, like, your go-tos. How's that sound, Jay? Sounds good. All right. Sounds so Hagnar, and Hagnar is, you know, that's this is the the this is the biggest, right? It's like this is the it's, well, it's the first temple, right? Uh, so this is the temple. Now, um, this one actually, if you and, and I could see why someone might want to pick this right off the bat. This is pl the uh, the ability is plus one to the battle round for the blood rights battle trait. So this is this is a temple that automatically that kicks in. It's not a it's uh, it's not a command trait to pick. This is just this is the ability of being in this city. You get the plus one to that right away. Um, there's their command ability basically 
Gives you a, an extra three-inch move to the Cauldrons of Blood because this is where mo- a lot of them come from. Um, your fanatical faith is on a five-up if the model is wholly within 12 inches of the general. <laughs> it's, so it's a five-up ward, plus one on the battle round or on for the blood rights. Your Cauldrons of Blood, if they're near people, the, you can spend a command point and move them an extra three inches. And your artifact, um, and all of these are pick one of your melee weapons. All of these cities, is it, all of the artifacts are weapon boosts. Uh, pick a weapon plus one damage uh, if you charge this turn. So you get your hero on a plus one damage if it's not a named hero. Um, this is really good. This is Hagnar is just so lore driven, and it ties into the rules so seamlessly. Mm-hmm. I mean that keeping that. I mean, in the fanatical faith is it, you got to be near. You got to be, the, and it's the model within the general. It's not even if I if I'm correct. Yeah, it's models wholly within twelve inches. So it's not units. If your model is there, boom, you get it. Because they just have a bubble of these people are fanatical around that general and they're just not slowing down or dying. Uh, what do we got next? Drachi Ganeth, which is the um, these are the guys who like to uh, what are they? What are the they like the perfect uh, the perfect kills? Am I correct? Is that this one? Uh, yes. Okay. Dr- yeah, Dr- Drachi. Dr- yeah. Yeah. Drachi. I don't know. I I don't speak Elvish. I speak United States. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We don't speak the Queen's Elvish here. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So if you pick this temple, you get plus one rend for witch elves and sisters of slaughter on turns that they charge. Um, The command ability is in the combat phase, plus one to hit. Uh, for um, a witch elf or sisters of slaughter unit wholly within twelve inches of a friendly hero, so plus one to hit. A, that's that's actually really good when you're rerolling ones to hit, and a lot of these guys hit on threes. So that plus one to hit means you're hitting on twos, rerolling ones. Yep. Uh, command trait plus one bravery for units wholly within twelve inches of the general, and the artifact pick a weapon plus two attacks if you charge this turn. Um, it, I mean, pretty okay. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, the Kraith, and these are, yeah, these, these are, the, are the ones that just they don't care about the perfect kill; they just care about the kill. That's right. These are the ones who think the Dragiganeth are crazy. They're just like you. Eh, don't worry. Yeah. yeah, death is death. I want more death, not fancier death. The Dragi sitting there going, "Yeah, we're crazy." But they're crazy. That's the part that I love. Especially remember that from we're talking in the lore. It's like these are the ones. That, okay. Witch elves running around, not even wearing armor because they want to feel the blood and the heat from the death on their skin. They look at the Kraith and go, yeah, these guys are nuts. <laughs> they, when, when, you know. So what is this? Um End of the their their uh, special ability at the end of the combat phase. Friendly sli- sisters of slaughter that fought in the oh this one I like. Get to the end of the combat phase. Any sisters of slaughter units that fought in the combat phase can fight again on a five up. So it's only a one in three chance. 
But if your dice are hot, your sisters of slaughter are fighting a second time at the end of the combat phase. Which, once again, totally fits with the lore. They might... That's just good. Um, combat ability during the combat phase, plus one to wound for one Sisters of Slaughter unit, wholly within 12 inches of a friendly hero. Uh, that, or that's the command ability. So, ugh. <laughs> okay, so plus one to wound. Uh, maybe fighting again. It's, ugh. Uh, command trait at the end of the combat phase, plus one command point if the general is still alive and any enemy units were destroyed by friendly Crave. Yeah. So that's that's fantastic, actually, especially if you're playing against somebody who's playing, um, you know, MSU. Mm-hmm. And he, he, I mean, you just one unit dies and I get an extra command point and you know it's only one per turn but with the way you're playing this army especially with all those extra fighting you're going to get those extra command points which means you can turn around and give that plus one to wound again and and earn more command points and then the artifact once per battle pick one of your weapons you don't fight with it you just pick a unit with one inch and do d6 mortal wounds which is the way you just take out those characters, especially ones you've already <laughs> nicked once or twice. <laughs> so dumb. Um, Calebron, these are... Which ones are these? Oh, these are the stealthy ones, right? Yep. Okay. Um, they are just minus one to hit with missile weapons. That's the that's the ability the this this temple has. Their command ability at the end of the movement phrase... Phase? I keep saying phrase. At the end of the movement phase... Take a friendly unit, wholly within 12 inches of a friendly hero, and just boom. They teleport. They got to be more than nine inches away from the enemy. They don't get to move in the next movement phase. But you can basically move anyone you need to into the position and then pop them where they need to be. Yeah, and then keep in mind, you're going to be getting you know bonuses to charge rolls and re-rolling once of charge rolls and so on and so forth. So hitting a nine-inch charge, that's not outside the realm of possibility. That's actually pretty easy to do for these gals. Yeah. Exactly. And they're not moving in their next movement phase, which means your opponent is probably going to have a turn in the middle there. And if you're popping them within nine, they're either running away from you and it doesn't matter or they're coming to you anyway. Right. Uh, Your command trait, it's minus one to hit the general um, in melee combat. So then they have have minus one from missile and minus one from melee. Mm -hmm. And then the artifact... uh, One mortal wound on unmodified... You pick one of your weapons and unmodified sixes at, do a mortal wound on top of their own da- their own real damage. So these guys... Yeah, minus one to hit with weapon. Yeah. Um, that's just... Yeah, harder to hit them and they jump around a lot. Okay. Uh, Keltnar. What is Keltnar? That is the bladesmiths that make the shadowy weapons. Oh, that's right. These are the poison people, right? They can retreat and charge. That's a straight-up ability, which uh, on all of these things that say if you charge this turn, you get X, Y, and Z. That's really nice. Uh, Command ability. Start of the combat phase. Pick a unit wholly within 12 inches of a hero until the next hero phase. Unmodified melee attacks of one targeting this unit. Do a mortal wound. So you pick a unit, and if you attack that unit, any ones you roll... After all the combat's resolved, all those ones are mortal wounds to you guys for attacking them. Yeah. And then their command trait, once per battle at the end of the movement phase, add a unit of five harpies. 
anywhere more than nine inches from the enemy. So it's a unit, a free unit of five harpies. That's your command trait. Only once per battle. And then your artifact, pick one weapon and an unmodified six to hit does two hits. So that's like the other thing that we already talked about, except it goes onto that one weapon. And then finally, Zenther Kai, which is the all the snake ladies. Mm-hmm. Press, plus one bravery for Melisai and Kinarai units. Uh, and uh, one extra hero gets an artifact. So you get an extra artifact in this army right off the bat. That's kind of good. Uh, command ability, you can use it once per phase when you pick a Melisai or Kinarai within 12 inches of hero, plus one attack for their melee weapons. So you can't, you can't, you can only use it once per phase. You can't use it for everybody, and you can't multi- use it multiple times on, on, uh, on the same unit, but plus one attack. Command trait at the end of the combat phase, roll for each enemy within three inches of the general, and on a five-up, they take D3 mortal wounds. So just being near them, you're getting, you're taking wounds. And then the artifact is um, your minus one to wound the bearer in melee. So that's that's yeah. them. Uh, none of these suck. Although the... the um, I think the the Calebron, if you don't want to get hit, it's cool that it's harder to hit them, but it seems like that's pretty much it. You know, you, you can teleport a guy around. Um, that one, to me, didn't stand out as much. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, not a, not a home run for me. Okay. Which ones other than Hagnar did you really like? <laughs> because Hagnar's just so good. Which one of these is your favorite, and why is it Hagnar? <laughs> um, no, I think the first three are great, and the bottom three are not as great. Is really what it comes down to. Okay. Um, the Kraith is the least flexible because it has to be Sisters of Slaughter. Uh huh. But man, see, the, here's the thing: you can't just play Hagnar, play Hagnar, and then be like, oh, I'm going to play Kraith this game because your army is not going to be built that way. You have to build your army to be a Kraith army from the beginning where you can really take advantage of all the Sisters of Slaughter and probably MSU because then you are you have a more likely chance or you have more chances at rolling those five ups if you have you know 10 units of five instead of one unit of 50. Oh, I never thought about that because I don't so, play this game. Um, <laughs> no. I, I think for my money, Hagnar is probably number one, and then uh, the Drychi Ganeth is number two. That's cool. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at this. Yeah, units of ten. They're 120. They're a little more expensive than witch elves. Yeah, that could be cool. Yeah, and I don't. I don't often. Pl- I I play so many horde armies, you know, that it's just it's like it's so much fun to try something that's a little different. Plus, they're the scariest army. You could paint that with tons <laughs> of. Oh, that's if you're a fan of blood for the blood god, that's the army for you, right? Because you just you have to. Come on, the other witch elves are afraid of them. If not afraid, yeah. they're at least looking at them with the side eye, going, oh, "Okay." 
That's like when you're standing there, you're just kind of looking at a wolf. Like you, you happen to see it in the wild, and you're just the, it's looking at you, and you're looking at it, and the wolf's just looking at you, and you're like, all right, if you want to slowly back away, that's fine. I'm gonna let you, but otherwise, you're toast. And you just know it, and looking in the eyes, it's like it looks at everything as a possible meal. That's how I feel with that with those. <laughs> Are you going to eat me now? Possibly. Okay, I think I'm going to leave now. My mom says you have to go home now. We can't play anymore. <laughs> but we're still on for lunch tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So should we talk? Uh, once again, should we talk some battalions too? Because they're pretty. They're they're actually pretty simple and straightforward, um, and we don't have to worry. Like you know. Um, so much about what goes into each, but they. You know, this is once again. It's what is that? What is that little ability? Because you could, you know, these things will definitely sort of slot themselves into the cities. You know, mm. they they seem to they seem to to to, to go that way, um, and well, there's six of them, um, but the the little bonuses are nice. Now, if you want to be, if if you're one of these people who just you know buys six seven thousand points of an army, you can just take the total war coven, which is Bleh. one. Um, it's basically five five of the different uh, battalions. Which one isn't yes. in this one? It's the battalion of battalions. Yeah, so it's it's the first five battalions, and it says uh, you don't take battle shock if Marathi Kane is part of your army and on the battlefield, and she would have to be because she's literally listed in one of these five battalions. Right. So okay, no battle shock, which means. Then, then you don't have to worry about it on your showing up on your on your special ability later anyway. Um, right. So if you take the cauldron guard, you got a hag queen, and that's in bold. So any hag, anything with a keyword hag queen, two units of witch elves, two units of life takers, you get plus one to run and charge. Amazing. That's <laughs> just that's yeah. Um, especially because. Um the Hag Queen on Cauldron of Blood has the Hag Queen keyword. Yep. And uh, so running and charging plus one with your Cauldron of Blood, which is wants to be in combat, seems pretty damn good. And it, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're playing Hagnar, you're taking the Witch Elves and the things, and you're taking all the Cauldrons of Blood, and you get the plus three command ability to move that thing even further, and now you're you're getting the plus one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, See, you know how to play. You I, know how to play a little bit. Uh, yeah, kinda. Uh, you know, I, I <laughs> you know, I, I've had I've had Alex explaining the book to me for three years. It's like, okay, I kind of know, but then I then I text him questions on the rules. Like again, does this mean the the actual number or the modified? And all I get back is the little emoji with the face palm. And I'm like, come on now, you're not even on this show anymore. Stop making fun of me. Just be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> like you know. <laughs> Not helping, but thank you. <laughs> All right, so then the Slaughter Troop Battalion comes with one keyword Slaughter Queen, and then uh, two units of Sisters of Slaughter, two units of Heart Renders. They can retreat and shoot and or charge. So you can retreat, shoot, and charge if, if you want. That's crazy. I would be more on board with this if it was run and shoot and charge instead of retreat and shoot and charge. Yeah, but so many of the things, it's like so many of these things you get, it's like if you charge this turn, you can do this. So being able to retreat and charge again, I, I do like that. 
Sure. Yeah, you just it's good synergy. Yeah. Stacking bonuses. Mm-hmm. Heart renders are great. Uh, Sister Slaughter. We'll get to that War Scroll, but they're okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Shadow Patrol Battalion. Two units of Warlocks. Four units of Keyword Kinarai Harpies. Yep. Th- okay. Now, the Warlock we haven't even mentioned yet because it's the uh, except in the lore. Um, and Harpies, you know, but instead of moving, you can just remove this unit and replace it more than nine inches from the enemy. Every, any, any unit in this battalion. Yep. So literally, and it doesn't cost you anything to do it. So you can literally just be grabbing these guys and popping them every turn. Just move them across the board nine inches away wherever you want them. I think this would be a solid A. If I had to give it a grade, it'd be an A. That's bananas that any t- it it's, there's no limits on it how many you can i don't see anything in here in your movement phase instead of making a normal move with a unit you can say that it will navigate the shadow paths and it doesn't say you can only use it one it just says you can do it that's yep yeah that's dumb yep. i like that <laughs> that's good that's good uh, <laughs> let's see what other battalions we got. They get Scath Coven, which is one keyword bloodrack Medusa, which I'm assuming that means either on her own or on her on her on her cart. Uh her or a Melisai Iron Scale, one of the two. Uh one to four units of Blood Sisters, one to two units of Bloodstalkers, and zero to two units of keyword harpies. Uh no battleshock tests for these things. Meh. Yeah. The no Battleshock thing has become so common at this point. It's just, I, I just, I don't even, I don't know. It seems like, hey, this is a great thing that actually works in the game, and the, the, the first thing that every book does is says, yeah, but we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every new book says we don't care about Battleshock. I know. Uh, the Viperic Guard Battalion. Now, this is the one that takes Marathi Kane slash Shadow Queen. Uh, one to two Bloodrack Medusae or Melisai Iron Scales in any combination. Two to three Blood Sisters or Blood Stalkers in any combination. Once per battle, a hero can use the command ability without spending a command point. Not worth it. Doesn't seem like it, because how much does that battalion cost anyway? It's not cheap. It's 140. 140 for You're paying one... 140 for one command point. Oh, and an artifact. Oh yeah, I suppose, but still, that's a, the the command points fifty points. So you're paying basically getting a ninety point artifact. I don't know that one. Ninety I was points like, for an artifact. That, yeah, no, no. Okay, no, get out of here. My pure guard. And then the last <laughs> one is the Shrine Brood Battalion. It's two blood rack shrines, two units of sisters or stalkers in any combination, and two units of keyword harpies. Uh, this one I didn't put down here because this is long. When you have to do the whole thing. So in your hero phase, pick any number of units from this battalion that are within six inches of the blood rack shrine from the same battalion. So pick any amount of units that are near one of the shrines. Yes. One model from each unit that you picked is now slain. You can Woo-hoo. heal one wound to the shrine for each harpy that you sl- that was slain, and you can heal two wounds. To the shrine for each Melisai model that was slain. So that's the Blood Sisters or the Blood Stalkers or the Melisai. Yeah. So you have two units of those and two units of Harpies. You So you could up to, if you killed one from each of those units, all four units, you could heal up to six wounds on the uh, on a shrine. Or if since you have two shrines, 
you can do them on different shrines i said i guess suppose um i don't know it seems terrible i'm killing off my own i'm killing <laughs> I, off my own models just, how, how much weight yeah i don't like that <laughs> we talked about this earlier if i gotta die to make something happen that's good then i don't necessarily I, i'll find something else that's good how about a how about a situation okay. where something good happens that i don't die <laughs> You're playing the wrong army. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which one is that called? Uh, the Shrine Brood Battalion. Sh- Shrine Brood. 120 points for that. Nah. See? Nah. Yeah. You had me at 60. If it was 60 points, I'd be like, okay, I value my, my shrines pretty big. That Okay, sure. But at 120, nah, take a walk. <laughs> I can't do it. And And... Um, I just, I don't, you know, I just, it, like I said, I, if I'm got to die to do, now it, it's not like when they used to have the old, the, the, what was the, the stabby blade that you could just, uh, uh, if you didn't pass your, uh, casting role, you could just kill a guy and add one. <laughs> Remember? Oh God, I missed that. The, um, the sacrificial dagger. Yep. I've got the sacrificial dagger. Uh, I'll cast it. Oh, I came up short. Okay, how much did I come up short? Two? Okay, well, I'll kill two guys, and now I've got two. Two spearmen just got gacked. Okay, that's fine. But, I still uh, have 98 left. Yeah, Because no everybody kidding. ran blobs of 100. Now, that's all the battalions. That's all the everything. This is everything except the actual units themselves. Um, you know what? Let's take another quick break. I think it is break time before we start to dive into um, the units because the units, there's a, a bunch of cool stuff here. And then we can uh, talk. Um, we will talk about the uh, whatchamahoosies. Oh, you know, wait a minute. We've only been going like 20 minutes. What am I talking about? We're not taking a break. We're going to keep going because we've literally only been going 20 minutes. It feels like a lot because that's a lot of rules there. I just belted out. I know I know. there are some people who are listening who have gone glassy-eyed. But when we get to this and start mixing them, it's like then we'll bring that why these things, you know, where these things might add in and be cool. So what, we, do you have a favorite battalion out of the list? Of, the, of this list, the battalions, um, the one that stood out, to me, um, was the um, the re- Shadow Patrol. Was it the Shadow Patrol? I mean, that's really cool. Um, how much is that one, too? Just because it's Harpies and Doomfire Warlocks, though. And the one thing that I noticed from when I talked to people who play uh, this a lot is that I didn't see those in their lists. Mm. Um. The Shadow Patrol's uh, Buck 30. Yep. That's not bad. Um, I was looking. I liked the uh, retreat and shoot and or charge because so many things were were related to that. I thought the slaughter troop, for me, really did it. I mean, the the cauldron guard is the the plus one run and charge is nice, but that retreating and shooting and or charging with so many things – even even the artifacts from every almost every artifact is like oh, on a turn you charge you get this bonus or on a turn you charge you get this bonus, so being able to charge every turn because I just backed up and charged right back into you, um, it reminds you of the old like in the Breton when you'd have you know lance formations and stuff like that you want to mm-hmm. you want to you want to constantly be charging. ABC always be charging. <laughs> so yeah. 
Uh, so yeah. shall we talk about Marathi Kane and the Shadow Queen? Because this is the the biggest double page. It's 600 points for the pair of these ladies. And they're just um, so crazy. I think we can I think we can glaze over real quack real quack. Yeah, real quack. <laughs> real quick. Look, the things that I really like about this is a you now have 18 wounds between them. Don't you? Or are they connected? If one dies, the other dies. Or how does this work? Oh, that's right. Two bodies, one soul. No, they are connected. Um, If the Shadow Queen's on the battlefield, which she should be, so if the big one's on the battlefield, wounds and mortal wounds that would be allocated to Marathi Kane and and instead go to the Shadow Queen have no effect on this model. Uh, Wounds and mortal wounds allocated to the Shadow Queen as we cannot be negated. In addition, if the Shadow Queen is on the battlefield and any ability or spell will cause this model to be slain without any wounds being allocated, it's not slain and three wounds are allocated to the Shadow Queen. If the Shadow Queen is slain, this is also slain. So, yeah, okay, basically they've got 12 wounds total. Right. Even though this one says it's got six, it's really, it's that's not... It, for all intents and purposes, the only th- reason I think that number is there is in case you have some sort of special ability where you have to roll over or under the model's wound characteristic. Yeah, like stuff them in the bag and stuff like that. Right. Um, so they still are are basically on twelve total wounds, but they both get to be on the field, both doing things, and that right there is so different than the old book, uh, yeah. which means you're actually going to get to see Marathi Kane on the. On the on the table, because <laughs> true, everybody just put her on and then popped her into the shadow queen. Now, something that's important to note: the combined points is six hundred. That is a fair amount of points. Yes, but unlike other big monstrous beasties, like you just pointed out, you get both of them. Mm-hmm. And what do you get for both of them? Well, first you get Marathi Kane, who has. Uh, nine attacks between her two weapons, threes by threes, one rend. Three of the attacks are D3 damage. So she's already got a, a decent amount of of up-close and personal fighting. Um, yeah, she's not your normal wizard, you know. Yeah, you're minus one to hit her. Subtract one from hit rolls for attacks that target this model. So you're already minus one to hit Marathi Kane. She casts three spells, unbinds two spells, um, and outside of Arcane Bolt and Mystic Shield, her other spell, the Black Horror of Ulgu, casts on a seven, 36-inch range. (laughs) Pick an enemy unit within range that they can see. On a one, the unit takes a mortal wound. On a two to three, it takes D3. On a four up, it takes D6 mortal wounds. Arcane Bolt on crack. Yeah. Crack cocaine. Exactly. And you only need to roll a six naturally because she gets plus one to uh, dispelling, casting, and unbinding. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's not bad. Plus, she is a regular wizard, too, so she'll actually have a spell from, I mean, she'd give her Mind Razor. (laughs) And I'm just, you're going to give her Mind Razor because what else are you going to give her? Right. Um, And then her command ability... If she's on there, you can use it during the hero phase. Pick a friendly daughter's unit wholly within 24. This unit can shoot, or if it's in within three inches of an enemy unit, it can fight. You can't use this more than once in the same phase. So her command ability lets you either shoot or fight just 
at the end of the respective or at the end of the hero phase yeah. or in, in in your hero phase in the hero phase yeah and that now that's just the marathi cane half of your 600 points this is where that, it's that's two feet though like that is a big radius yeah 24 inches well holy <sighs> within 24 inches <laughs> oh holy yeah Ooh. Ooh. you got me <laughs> got him <laughs> Oh, so that's so that's your that's your first half of your points, okay? Now the rest of your points comes in with the Shadow Queen, who um, oddly enough cannot be your general. Which yeah, so you have to give okay. it to Marathi Kane if you want to. Um, yeah, if this model is concluded, it must also have Marathi Kane references to Marathi Kane in this war scroll. Refer to the Marathi Kane model in the same army as this model, okay? Uh, well, you know why? So that way you can't take the legacy Marathi cane and be like, oh, I've got 24 wounds now or whatever nonsense. Oh, more. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right, right, right. I got you. All right. Um, now, this model starts its movement at 14 inches. It drops down to six. It can fly. Um, if we're just talking straight up weapons, she's got an 18 inch, uh, missile weapon, twos by twos, three rend D six damage. Gross. And that's the, that's the gaze of the shadow queen. So that's the, 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 the sort of Medusa's serpent, uh, you know, just stare at you and you can die. Yeah. When she's not doing that, her tail has one attack, threes by threes, two rend, and it starts at six damage and drops down to two. <laughs> so her three by three, two rend, six damage tail. Two D6 attacks from the snakes on her head, threes by threes, no rend, one damage. And then she's got heart render, which starts at eight attacks and drops to four. Threes by threes, one rend, three damage. So this is, that's your, that plus your other nine attacks. Okay, this is, so you got all of that, and um, then on top of that, she's got her special. But can you read through? You want to read through the uh, fury of the Shadow Queen and the yeah, yeah, yeah. Iron Heart of yeah. Cain? Absolutely. So the fury of the Shadow Queen. When this model is within three inches of any enemy models, add one to attacks characteristics of melee weapons used by friendly harpies and melisai units wholly within eighteen inches of this model. She herself is not that keyword so she doesn't benefit from her own bubble unfortunately but okay. uh adding attacks seems pretty dang good um it, it's a force multiplier so and it's got an 18 inch holy within bubble so that's that's pretty good as long as she's in combat uh and then the iron heart of cain this is the one that really gets people's hackles and arrays because no more than three wounds and or mortal wounds can be suffered by this model in the same turn. Once three wounds or mortal wounds have been allocated to this model in the same turn, not counting any wounds that were negated, any further wounds and mortal wounds that would have been allocated are ignored. And then it goes into the minutia of the rules lawyering. Right. And then if it would, uh, if there's a spell or ability that would cause them to be slain outright, like uh, like a troll. You know, they have the pickup and club or whatever it is. Or on an Archeon six. sword or whatever it is. Right. Uh, hand of dust. There, I mean, there's a bunch, right? Mm -hmm. um, you instead just take three mortal wounds. That's, yeah. There you go. Boom. 
The, and for 600 points, yes, it's a big chunk of your army, but it seems Hold good. Hold on a sec. Well, if, if the rule for an ability or spell would cause this model to be slain without any wounds being allocated, three wounds are allocated to this model instead. The, oh, they cannot be negated. Okay, I was like, wait, do we get armor saves against this? No, 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 no. They cannot be negated. Right. But it does count towards the three wounds per turn. So you have her for four turns, guaranteed. Yeah, two full battle rounds minimum. She's not going off the table. And she cannot be healed. That's something that people tried to get away with. Like, they forgot reading that in her previous iteration. Just, oh, magically, I forgot to read that part. You cannot <laughs> heal her. Yeah, that's 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 interesting because... There's a bunch of things in here. It's like, oh, heal some wounds here, heal some wounds there. Pick a unit, pick a model, and it's she's no. That's. But uh, I mean, come on, she, you got her for four turns, no matter what. Anyway, um, her her really good attacks don't degrade that much. I mean, yeah, heart render goes from eight to four, but it's still even at four as last profile when she has one wound remaining, she's got one desperate wound. She still gets four attacks. Threes by threes, rend one, three damage. It's disturbing. Yeah, it's 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 good, and and I mean I don't know. For six hundred points, I think it's totally worth six hundred points for these this two this this in your army. Of course, um, you know. Oh man, I'm super super uh, brain farting. Who's the named uh, Slayer that everybody hates? Gotcha He's five hundred points. Thank you. Finally, we have somebody that can take on Gotrek. Yeah, he can only do three wounds to her. Right. Per turn, no matter what he does. So finally, you have something that can deal with that 500-point dwarven monstrosity. Uh, you mispronounced 500-pound awesome dwarf. That's, that's, Duarden. that's I think that's what you meant. because. Oh, oh sorry. Let me correct. Gotrek 500-point uh, overpowered dwarf monstrosity uh, i would agree with you if it was anyone but gotrek because he's only the greatest character <laughs> he's the best i love this it this is a paid sponsorship brought to you by Go-Trek, i can't by the way. i can't help it i actually i have the i have the gotrek and felix models i i bought johnny hastings they're painted nicely i just i, I that was one of the first like fiction things that i ever read for for warhammer was reading the uh the Gotrek and Felix books, and I just I adore him. That's a great place to start. He's That's where so I point a lot of people. And for people yeah. who don't get AOS, who was like, uh, I had a couple of people say, you know, I've played, uh, I played, um, you know, fantasy, and then I didn't play, you know, what should I, you know, if you're gonna, if you're looking to read fiction, read the new Gotrek books because he doesn't know what's going on in this world either. He's a perfect person to bring in. And link your two worlds for you is to watch him get irritated at this new place. Um, but I digress because if if there's a way to bring up Dwarden at all, I'll do it, even in an elf podcast. So um, let's look at uh, let's look at a few more things and then uh, get this done. Now, the Bloodrack Shrine and the Bloodrack Medusa. Um, obviously the Medusa is either on the shrine or on her own. 
They're both wizards. They can they can cast one and dispel two. They both have enfeebling foe. They both have the whisper. Basically, the Medusa is it's just her without the shrine, which just gives you uh, the god staves, extra attacks, and things like that. Um, and I mean, there's cool things that the shrine can do. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying you've got two lists here, and the Medusa. You take her off, and it's just the same things from the from the from the Bloodwreck shrine. Just without the actual shrine. Uh, that was a lot of words to say something that was a lot simpler than I made it. Um, <laughs> I something th- interesting that I did notice. The blood rack stare is not enhanced by the mirror behind her, and that bothers me. Um, do you feel like it should be? Yeah. Yeah, it should be amplifying her visage to everybody that can see. Oh, that's right, because it's not... yeah. Oh, because you could just make her make her look oh like one of those carnival mirrors. Exactly. Bigger but and it scarier. Does not. It does not. Um, and there's I mean there's cool stuff that the that the shrine can do, and it is thirteen wounds. You know, um, it doesn't move as fast as the Medusa on her own, but that's kind of to be expected. It does only have a five up save. Um. There's just there's just a lot of cool things in here that I like. I like the Medusa though. I like the I like uh, the Medusa on foot. Yeah. The stare roll a number of dice equal to the number of models from the target unit that are in range of the attack. For each five up, it takes a mortal wound. That's yeah. That's twelve inches. Pick a unit and every model with roll a die roll dice for every model. I mean, this is another thing that just take looks at hordes and says, "Go away." I'm going to take a yeah, third um, of you out. A third of you—you you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, it's it's degrading the enemy hordes by one third. Now you take two blood rack medusas because they're reasonably cheap. Take them on foot, and they're just one thirding the opponent's uh, models down. And then you go and clean up with whatever girls you want, whether it's sisters slaughter or witch elves, whatever. The blood rack stare is amazing. Yeah, and I'm looking at the the bonus you get for the shrine, and it's like, oh, um, it gets uh, you get ha- seven extra wounds. Yeah, and you get a half a dozen extra three by three, no rend, one damage attacks. It doesn't move as far. Uh, if you charge, you get ca- you get uh, on a two up, you get D three mortal wound impact hits. Um, and th- the only other thing is that aura of agony that it's got. You can uh, roll a die for each enemy unit within seven inches of the model. If it's greater than the value on the chart, they take D3 mortal wounds. The same unit cannot be yep. affected by this ability more than once per turn. So, yeah. I mean, let's get to brass tacks. Do you know why you would take the Bloodrack Shrine over the uh, Cauldron of Blood? Why? When you need the avatar model on foot, <laughs> and you don't want to throw away the shrine, that's the only time that you're actually going to take the blood rack shrine. Really? Okay, that makes sense to me. Because having, because having Medusa on foot, she's amazing. She's yeah. just good. I mean, the shrine is good. Don't get me wrong. But what's the hold on? What's the difference? Uh, a Medusa is a hundred points. The shrine, oh, it's only 60 points extra. But then it becomes a behemoth, so you're adding a behemoth to your list. Yep. 
you know, and the extra sixty points you're gonna get. Um, you're gonna do some extra mortal wounds, I guess. But you know, I don't know. I, I guess you're right. But I do want to get when we get to the. Um, I want to talk about the iron scale because I don't know much about her. Uh, yeah. And then we can talk about the cauldron because I want to talk about the avatar on its own. Because Absolutely. I'm looking through the. Where is it? Oh yeah, he this, and this one. This one irritated me because obviously you've got the shrine uh, that he comes on on the cauldron on page ninety, right? And then mm-hmm. he's on page ninety-eight, the avatar on his own. And I'm like, if he's part of that thing, you should put him next to this because I didn't realize he could come on his own as I was going through these, as I was reading these. I thought he was always yeah. on. So I wanted to even talk about that because if he comes on the cauldron. He can still be activated on the cauldron, right? Like he can still do stuff. Just he just has no. No, you can't. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, he can because there's the avatar sword. Yeah, but he doesn't move around or do anything like that. He just he just his stuff gets added to what happens on the. Or does it? I don't. I don't know. But you know, we'll talk about that in a minute. Maybe we'll look on that over the commercial break and figure out what we're talking about. Uh, let's talk about the iron scale, and then we will take a break. The Melisai iron okay. scale. Sounds- she, she's a hero. Six wounds with a five-up save, you know. Um, she has three ranged attacks, threes by threes, one rend, one damage, not bad. And then three, uh, you know, melee attacks, threes by threes, one rend, D3 damage. Um, she ignores spell effects or endless spells on five-up. Solid. That's not bad. Um at the end of the combat phase, she can pick an enemy unit within one inch and roll a die, and on a three-up, they take a mortal wound. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what else? If any enemy models are slain by wounds inflicted by this model's attacks in the combat phase, you can add one to the attack characteristics of friendly Melisai wholly within 12 inches until the end of the phase. Now, that's that's the type of stuff that gets good, though, isn't it? I mean, that's the type I, of thing. I love that. Because it forces strategy. It, it forces people to make strategic decisions. Like, oh, I don't want to attack with my Malasai first because then they might not benefit from the Iron Scales ability. Because add one, was it add one to the attack characteristic for friendly Malasai units? Yep. So that's like for the. For the Blood Sisters, three attacks becomes four. Um, oh, and then their, their two attacks becomes three for the Blood Stalkers. Um, the Crone, so the leader, gets e- even more extra attacks because they've got something else. So that's not bad. Okay, that's not bad at all. Yeah. Um, and then what else? Her command ability, use it once per turn in the hero phase. Pick, uh, pick a friendly unit wholly within 12. Until your next hero phase, that unit can run and shoot and or charge later in the same turn. In addition, until your next hero phase, you can roll 2d6 instead of d6 when you make a run roll for that unit. Oh. Yeah, girl. And this is where Malasai become broken. Yes. That's really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Now I'm just looking to see what we have that are Melisai. Is it just those two units? Is it just Blood Sisters and Blood Stalkers? 
as far as I know. Two. Yeah, as far as I know. Okay, but that's still all right. I I like that. But keep in mind, when you take an iron scale as the general, they become battle line. Oh, okay. So you can have an all-snake army running under a really good command ability on the iron scale. And then if they come from Zainthar Kai, the city, they're plus one bravery. You got that extra yep. artifact coming. Yep. You can use the command ability to pick one of the units and give them plus one attack on their melee weapons, which is yep. which is another command ability. So that's a different command ability. It's got a different name, so you could actually use that and double down on that. Um, I see a lot of value coming out of the Snake Lady Army. I, I think yeah. there's something there. There's an artifact minus one to wound her in melee. So since she's only got six wounds at a five up, that's not bad. And then that command trait. Well, she, she also has a six up ward save. Don't right. forget that. Okay. And then yeah. the command trait she would get would be at the end of the combat phase, roll for each enemy within three inches of the general. And on a D, uh, they get D3 mortal wounds on a five plus. Yep. Which that's okay. But, oh, it's free damage. Yeah. This could be pretty good because those things. What are their? What is their leader? They own. They're only bravery seven. No, that's not them. Hold on. I'm looking at the wrong. They're bravery eight. So if you go from Zenther Kai, now they're bravery nine. Yeah, they're not breaking. Yeah. Oh, that could be. That's the Melisai is pretty cool. Let's go over the Melisai really quick, and then we'll hit the break. Yeah. I that think, way we're kind of compartmentalized. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good call. So let's jump ahead to that page. So, um, Blood Sisters, they can move eight. Bloodstalkers can also move. Okay, both of these units have an, a, a bravery of eight, a movement of eight, and they're two wounds apiece with a five-up save. Um, if you're taking the Blood Sisters, they're the ones that have the, the little spear in their hands or the glaive. Two-inch range, three attacks, threes by threes, one rend, one damage, not bad. Um, the The... The champion gets an extra attack, and at the end of the combat phase, pick an enemy unit within an inch, roll a die for each model in the unit, for each three update. What? Yes. Whoa, I wait a minute. Wait. Yes. So if you have ten Blood Sisters in one unit, you get ten D6 chances at dropping mortal wounds on the enemy unit. On a three-up. On a three-up. At the end of the combat phase, pick an enemy unit within an inch, roll a die for each model in this unit. Yeah. Oh. That's good. Dude. Five you, for 130 points. So, And you're going to take a bunch of those little... Oh, okay. And this is why I wanted to look at this book with fresh eyes, because I would have never... If I had just kept all my old Dark Elves the way they were, I would have never even looked at the Snake Lady portion of this book that's good and if you go with the blood yes. stalkers which is the ones with the bows um that's a 24 inch bow with two attacks threes by threes one rend one damage and then they get two attacks with their hand weapon threes by fours no rend i mean they are bow people they shouldn't be as good as the other one um and then the champion gets a blood worm which is one attack threes by threes no rend one damage um, why is that bloodworm even important? Because we already said if that unit gets plus one to its attack characteristics, 
it gets two bloodworm attacks. Yep. Yeah. Uh, if the unmodified hit roll for an attack made with the heart seeker bow is a six, it does a mortal wound and the attack sequence ends. So, okay, so it gets two attacks with the bow, threes by threes, one rend, one damage, and if sixes just do a mortal and you're done. Yep. It's not bad. It's not bad. Um, oh. I, I, For my money, I like the uh, Blood Sisters a little better. But oh, yeah. being supported by a healthy unit or two of Bloodstalkers seems fine. Seems fine. Yeah, I mean, just put those behind them, right? Just put them behind right. them to be shooting, and they're all getting these bonuses. Oh, you could run a fun snake army. Oh, I misspoke earlier. It's not just the iron scale that makes them battle line. It's also the blood rack Medusa. Okay, so you're taking the Medusa. Well, more snake people. Exactly. Yeah, and then your whole army moves eight inches if you don't take them on the shrine. So you have a pretty fast army. Uh, it is cost prohibitive points wise because um, the your battle line would be five models for 130 or 140 points respectively. So you're definitely playing an elite army, but they can get up to unit size of 20, two zero. <laughs> That's a 520 point unit, but 20 of these things they run in, they smash, and then you get 20 dice to roll on a three <laughs> up that's a mortal wound so let's say they kill two of them so 18 and i'm only saying that because i because of the numbers so i got 18 of them are doing 12 mortal wounds at the end of the combat yeah this is another thing where you have these guys just go in on and mass and try to hit characters and then additionally um you have the blood rack stare that's clearing out hordes for you before you even get to combat with them. Oh, because they're reducing them by a third every, you know. Oh, that's <laughs> dumb. And then you could, you don't have, and you could just make, you could just make a snake army. And I know you could just make a snake army before, but it's like it seems more fun to make all those hordes. I just like to play horde armies, as people know. Oh, that's dumb. I like this. That's so good. That's so much fun. Okay, so break and then back, and then we'll cover uh, the hags and the sisters, and we'll talk. Um, we'll talk some lists um, before we wrap up. So we'll be right back. Something happened at Grognard's. That's right, friends. Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois, and at grognardgames.com. They are now open daily from 12 to 7 for your gaming pleasure. Now, if you want, you can go into the store, find what you need. Not comfortable going into the store, even with a mask on? Call them up for curbside pickup. Or order online at grognardgames.com. They've got what you need. They've got Warhammer. They've got Dungeons and Dragons. They've got Marvel Crisis Protocol. They've got Battletech. They've got a huge pre-owned section. And you can find it on grognardgames.com or in the store. Now, you can't play in the store right now. Still got to have social distancing protocols. And if I got to stay more than six feet away from you, probably can't play a game of Magic. Probably going to be pretty difficult to play a game of Warhammer either. But you can still get all your hobby needs met at Grognards. 
because if the world starts to reopen and your hobbying starts to take off again, you know you're going to need stuff, and you can find it at Grognards. And why? You know why. Because there's always something happening at Grognards. We're back! We're back with more of these, uh, more of these beautiful witch elves. So let's talk about this cauldron because I want to talk about the cauldron, and then I want to talk about the avatar of Cain, who is pages and pages later. Now you can take a hag queen, or you can put her up on a cauldron. Either way, it's still just uh, a five-up save. This army is not. I mean, it's it's glass cannony, which it needs to be because it's got all sorts of other things going for it, and elves are generally glass cannony unless. You know, not all of them, but most I mean, of them are. Now, uh, Dark Elves specifically have always been glass cannony except for uh, Cold One Knights. So mm-hmm. they're the only ones that ever had an armor save, really. Even the, uh, what was it City Guard for them? Right. I was going to mess up. But yeah. Yeah. So the Hag Queen herself, um, even their little, even their wizards just aren't bad. Although she's not, oh, she's not a wizard. She's a priest, so she's just saying prayers. Um, yep. She's got four attacks, threes by threes, one red, one damage. So just basic. I mean, th- this seems to be almost like basic decent elf stats. Threes by threes, one red, one damage. Um, in the hero phase, she can chant a prayer. Now you can pick one from the list we talked about, but they've got the rune of Cain. Um, until your next hero phase, this model's Blade of Cain has a damage characteristic of D3 instead of 1. Not bad. Or Touch of Death. Pick an enemy unit within 3 inches. Take your die and hide it in one of your hands. Your opponent must pick a hand. If they pick the one holding the dice, they take D3 mortal wounds. I don't like that. <laughs> Just make it a 4-up. I mean, come on. It's it's the, yeah. It, well, it's the touch. It's like the it's like the what's what's the hand of dust. Now it's the touch hand of, of death. Yeah. Um, the witch brew is the cool thing. At the start of your hero phase, pick a friendly unit wholly within twelve inches to drink witch brew. If you do so, roll a die, adding one to the roll for each of the following abilities that this model has gained: headlong fury, zealot rage, or slaughterer's strength. On a 5-up, you can reroll wound rolls for attacks made with melee weapons by that unit until your next hero phase. And in addition, on a 5-up, do not take battle shock attacks for that unit until your next hero phase. Um, Headlong Fury, Zealot's Rage, and Slaughter of Strength. Which is, is that the... Isn't that the... That's the stuff in the very beginning, right? Those are the... The Blood Rites, right? I think so, yeah. So you're going to roll a dice and add one... For all of those things, that's uh, and that's uh, battle round two, three, and four. So the abilities, of the, so if you can boost that battle round, that'll be higher. So you're basically rolling between a two and a five up, depending on what you have. That's a lot of it's a lot of words for you can re-roll wound rolls. But think about this: um, you have all those cumulative uh, buffs that are pushing your um, your mm-hmm. battle round ahead. Yep. So, I mean, not, there's ways you can get your fourth battle round ability on round two, I think, if I'm adding this all up, right? I think so, yeah. So you're getting that plus three. So, yeah, it's making it a two up. Yeah, you're picking you're picking a unit and basically, and the, like I said, re-rolling wound rolls, especially when, you're, when you can 
give them the other bonuses. That's really re-rolling wound rolls is always nice. So that's what the queen does. Now, if you put her up on the cauldron, now I know you like the cauldron, and I don't know. I've been giving lists. I, I was actually handed a list with a three cauldron list. Oh, must that, be Hagnar. It's the Hagnar list. Yeah, it's three. <laughs> oh, so crazy. Um, so what? What? What's so awesome about the cauldron? Well, it uh, almost triples her wounds. Yeah, for the Hagnar. Uh, gives a butt ton of extra attacks. Um, that's the technical amount. Okay. The uh, the cool thing about the Blade of Cain and the Avatar Sword and the Torrent for the missile weapon, none of them degrade as the profile goes down. Oh, you're right. The only one that degrades is the Sacrificial Knives, which are the girls that are hanging off the sides. They're dying. That's where the wounds are coming up, and that's oh, okay. why that degrades. Oh, and that's interesting because it starts off with eight attacks, and you look at it, and it's got eight more wounds. Mm, makes sense. As it loses yep. wounds, some of those die. It does start off being able to move 18 inches. And then if you're getting off the, the – oh, and you're in Hagnar. What? No, no, it, it moves six inches, bud. What's the blood shield? Wait, oh, that's the, that's the range <laughs> of the attack. I'm sorry, I read the wrong thing. Wait, what? It's all good. Okay. Starts up moving six inches. Oh, I was. I looked at it and said, 18? This is insane. Oh, no, wait. It's a six. I'm dumb. Um, <laughs> this cauldron just goes rocketing across the field, plus three inches, plus an additional one for running. It's moving 24 inches. No, <laughs> not quite. No. Okay. Wow. I was suddenly like, what is going on? Why isn't this the only list in the game? That's why, because you can't read, dummy. You know, I'm an English teacher, too. Like, I should be ashamed of myself. All right, so uh, it does D3 mortal wounds on impact hits. Um, add one to Which same. Is commendable. Yep. Uh, impact hits are, are fewer and far between nowadays than they were in old fantasy battles. So having uh, impact hits still is, is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's the blood shield. Starts off with an 18-inch range, drops to 6, plus 1 to save rolls for Daughters of Cain units that are within range of this. All right, so you're re-rolling ones eventually on your save roll and putting plus one to save. With your five-up save, that's beautiful. Yep. Uh, plus one bravery when you're around it. Who um, cares? Yeah. And then you can <laughs> chant prayers. She already have Runicane and Touch of Death. We've already talked about that. Uh, but your, um, your Hag Queen on the Cauldron, let's see, there's Wrath of Cain. If your army includes any avatars of Cain, Friendly Daughters of Cain priests can chant the following prayer. So that's not the avatar on the actual model because that's not listed as an avatar of Cain. And it's not... Oh, wait, but, wait, but it is in the keywords. See, this is where I get confused. It is an avatar of Cain. The avatar of Cain on the model itself that's standing behind the Hag Queen... Right. It has to become uh, animated to use the Torrent of Blood and the Avatar Sword attacks. Okay, that's what I wasn't getting. So that torrent of blood comes from him. So, all right. Um, so you do the prayer. Pick an avatar of Cain on the battlefield until your next hero phase. It's animated. Yep. So okay. for, for this model, it gives it six uh, shooting attacks, threes by threes, rend one, one damage, which is just, that's, that's just a really good shooting attack at, you know, a short range. But the uh, avatar sword 
two inch range, which is more relevant than people think, four attacks, threes by threes, rend two, flat three damage. That is good. That's quality. That's so you, quality damage dealing. Okay. So you're going to have to, your, your priests have to chant the, your priests have to do this prayer to animate him. Now, um, oh, this is not on that list, though, because the list says you can only chant it once, but that's only the prayers. Did we determine that? That's only the prayers on the prayer list can be chanted once? Each prayer can only be chanted once by anybody in your army. So you can only ever animate one an avatar via the prayer, but the avatars animate automatically on battle round three. That's, okay. Uh, the other half of Zealot's Rage. So when you're stacking, you're going to get plus one because you're running Hagnar. So you start off on turn two, and then on the real turn two, your your avatars are animated anyway. That's when they're in range of their their blood strike or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. So it, it's going to come in line just fine. See, and this see, and this is where this is like I said. I'm just pointing out where I got confused because. Under the prayers, it says each prayer from the prayers of the Cainite cult can only be chanted once per turn, no matter how many know it. That's the prayers of the Cainite cult. That's that list of prayers. This is not a prayer that's listed there. See, this is one of the prayers on their own sheet. So I was thinking that if you had several priests and several avatars, you could animate them all because it's not a prayer from the Cainite cult. It's one of their prayers and i don't see That's anywhere true. on this that it says they can only that they that That's, can only be done no, once that's really true uh see what i'm saying further investigation this is not clear at all yeah i mean uh, going by what that said it on, the only place that i'm reading that it says you can only cast it once per Per, per no matter how many people know it is there on that list of the six this i mean because i would assume if you had a bunch of priests they all know this these these the, the the generic ones if i had three priests and they had only the generic ones that's all i could use it'd be like it would suck if you could only cast that thing or pray it once you know unless it, I'm, i don't know i'm just thinking that that would be cool so let's jump over to the avatar now, if you just take an avatar, and what's the difference in here, too? So the avatar's uh, buck 30. Yep. And the Cauldron of Blood is 220. But that, okay. there's, a, there's a huge benefit of having that Cauldron of Blood. I'm not trying to say it's not worth taking it and just taking the avatars. So let's look at this guy here. Um, he's got nine wounds on his own. A four-up save, ten bravery. He moves nine inches. We already talked about his what he does. He's got the burning blood and the avatar sword. Yep. Um, he's an altar of Cain. Add one to prayer rolls for friendly daughters of Cain priests when they are wholly within nine inches of friendly models with this ability. So that's the altar so of Cain. Why doesn't the shrine have that ability? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense, does it? Well, I suppose it does. I mean, he himself, he, this is the avatar. And if you're talking, remember, they said how the, the battlefield is, are their churches and, or whatever you want to call it. You know, the, the dealing blood is right. bringing them closest to their god. If this thing animates and is an actual avatar of Cain, that becomes the altar. 
that's not a, the cauldron itself. The, the the big cauldron is not an altar. It's him. But he's on that. So why wouldn't it have it? I don't know. I'm just talking in circles. Anyway, I'm, I'm lost in reading, trying to figure out why, but I can't fi- figure out why. It doesn't matter. It's outside of our pay grade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's um, the rest of his abilities? <laughs> uh, plus one bravery for units that are wholly within 12 inches of him. Yep, the cauldron has that as well. Yep. For some reason. And then it, the only other thing is that ra- the Wrath of Cain, explaining how you can animate him. So basically, he's... Plus one to prayers if they're near him, and that's the only difference that he gets when he's not on a cauldron. Other than having now, a much better save. Now, if you dissect it, though, 130 points, mm-hmm. that's right around the cost of a unit of troops. It's mm-hmm. Specifically, it's the exact cost of blood sisters or one of the snake units. Uh-huh. Is he going to do as much as five of them? Well, let's take a look. They're right on the next page. The Blood Sisters, five Blood Sisters will have 15 attacks. Yeah. Uh, same, same. Now, he's got four to their 15. Same to hit, same to wound. They've got one rend, he's got two. They've got one damage, he's got three. So... He's got nine wounds, they have ten. Hmm. And he has a four-up save instead of a five-up. So... The question is, is he worth taking? That That's the big one. For my money, it's a yes. I just think it's pretty cool. I don't know if it's totally worth it, especially since in the beginning of the game you're going to be burning prayers to animate him. He's not going to – he will do none of this stuff if you don't animate him. Right, but he animates on the righteous zeal or whatever it is on – the battle round three, which you're going to get plus one from Hagnar. So on turn two, he's going to be animated anyway. Anyway, uh, on turn so one, he's going to have to get. You're, yeah, you're not going to have him in necessarily in combat. Hmm. Yeah. So you only need to to roll the die one time, and that's on turn one to move him forward, and maybe shoot because that's a 19 inch threat range. Maybe he can shoot that turn. Um, but it's on a two up because uh, he's an altar. Hmm. Yeah, for my money, he's worth it. I think he's better on foot than he is on the back of the cauldron with the hag queen. Yeah, I would have to agree. Interesting. More options to play with. Um, See, this is the blessing and the curse of this army. There's so many different ways to build and play, and kind of they're all correct. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the difference between putting a hag queen and a slaughter queen on? What make uh, which, you know, where's the where's the difference here? Um She can unbind a spell like she's a wizard. Pretty cool. Um Oh, they well they've got rune of Cain and touch of death just like the other priestesses of Cain. They've got the Wrath of Cain. What are they not getting? They don't have Witch's Brew. That's what it is. The Hags have the Witch's Brew. They don't. They have a command ability called Orgy of Slaughter. Once per turn in your hero phase, pick a friendly unit that has not fought in that phase. Holy within 12, this unit can fight. Pretty good. Oh, okay. So 
if you have this command ability and you target, oh, I don't know, a unit of Melisai that uh, they fight in the hero phase, then they fight when it's your turn, and then on a five up they fight again if you use that. <laughs> oh, that yeah. battalion. So <laughs> they could fight three times in one turn. Oh, that's. <laughs> oh, that's that's really dumb. <laughs> Pretty funny. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's um that's the reason to take the call. And and most of the other stats are very similar to to what we've already talked about because it's still on a cauldron of blood. It's just the queen is different than the hag. Okay. Right. Let's jump around a bit. Let's go through this. Um you know, the slaughter queen on foot very very similar. Um she's just on foot, has less wounds, same movement. Uh, other than that it's pretty much identical. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Which elves? What do you want to know? Um, they're your bread and butter. They only have a six-up save. Uh, they only have one wound apiece. Um, you can reroll battle shock test. You can run and charge if you have a horn blower. That's, Massive. That's huge. You put a musician in there. One in every five models can be one too. Yeah. So you can especially because turn one is the ability that gives you plus one to your run rolls too, isn't it? Uh, re-roll ones to run. Oh, re-roll ones, right? Re-roll ones. But if you're Hagnar, which a lot of witch elf people will be, um, that's uh, no, that's plus one to the battle round, plus one. Yeah, no, that doesn't. But you get plus one damage if no, that's the artifact. Uh, what is that? Which one is that? I don't know. It doesn't matter because they're already getting the to run in charge anyway. Um, so if you have bucklers, you get plus one to save rolls. And if you save a six, you do a mortal wound back. Mm-hmm. So that's if you take the um, knife and buckler instead of a pair of knives. If you take a pair of knives, you get plus one attack. Yeah. I kind of think I take the bucklers. Really? I think I'd take the, the extra attack. Because there's so many stacking benefits to when you charge and et cetera, et cetera, like we've talked about. Well, that's true. I just, well, I, I like the five up save. You get, you're, you're doubling the amount of, of, of light, you know, you're going from only saving 13% of the time to saving a third of the time, or 16% ah, to a third. That's not very dark, Elvin, sir. You got to go balls <laughs> out. That that's the dwarf in you right there. More armor. Yes, More it is. <laughs> okay, you called me out on that. And uh, plus one to wound when they're wholly within uh, twelve inches of a hero. So you drop it a bunch. Which of ideally you should be. Yeah. You, you got your cauldrons. You got your even your. If you splash in a blood rack Medusa, it's still a daughter's of Cain hero. So. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, and then sisters of slaughter. Once again, one wound, six up save. Um, one in every you can have you can have a standard bear and you can also have the horn blower, and that's the same. Okay, it's all the same abilities. The only difference is um, this one you can have the whip and a knife or a whip and a buckler. If you have the buckler, again, same rule. Um, if you have the whip and the knife, you just basically get that extra attack for the knife. So when when this plastic kit came out, 
where you had the option to build either witch elves or sisters. You couldn't put the buckler on the witch elves. They were only on the sisters, and they didn't have the option for paired weapons either. They could only take bladed bucklers. It's cool that GW did this again, where they go, oh, here's a kit. We're going to repurpose it again and give you more options without changing the kit at all. No, it's good. Um, why a Sisters of Slaughter over a Witch Elf when the Witch Elves get the um, get the plus one to wound when they're by a hero? Um, I think the reason is that these guys can pile in six inches and they can fight. They can fight. If they're within six inches, they can pile in and fight. That's that's big. I mean, that's I mean, there's the difference right there. You know. Well, hell, if you're within six inches of an enemy unit, mm-hmm. you officially cannot fail a charge roll. It's just like the the death thing, because you can just pile in six. Right. So you don't even have to make a charge roll if you really don't want to, but you probably should because of lots of reasons. Right. But that's yeah, piling in six inches is really good. It benefits them if they're a horde, mm-hmm. if you got twenty girls strong, because then you get more attacks into close combat. It benefits them if they're MSU, because you're not failing as many charge rolls. And it benefits them if they're medium, because they can get multi charges off easier and touch more enemy units that way. Yeah, that's really good. It, it's just a solid ability all around. Mm-hmm. Um, losing the uh, the hero aura ability, uh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. You know, add wonder wound rolls, but whatever. So what have we got left here to ch- talk about? Not much. Let's, uh, let's really quick. Uh, we already talked about the Doomfire Warlocks, uh, and I said I didn't see them in any lists. And the only reason I can think of because they can move 14 inches and they got two wounds. They only have a five up save. Basically, what their one cool, real, their real cool thing is, is that you know they can cast and unbind. They're a wizard, and you know their spell is okay. And on a six up, pick a unit within 12 inches. And, uh, D3 mortals if it's got less than five models. D6 if it's got up to nine models. Uh, six if it's got ten or more models. Yeah, and, yeah, and as well as long as you got at least five warlocks, it's plus one to cast and unbind, so that goes off on a five. Yeah, that's not bad. That's good. Yeah, I mean that's not bad at all. It's two wounds apiece, so the unit's going to have ten wounds. How much are they? One hundred twenty points for the five of them. And the problem is, if you want to get that bonus to the stuff, you want to have, you're going to have to take you know ten of them. Yeah, but check this out. You take that battalion. That lets them drop off the map and be nine inches away from anybody. Yeah. So now they shadow step. You're within, you know, you put them right at nine away. Boom. Six mortal wounds on a six up, uh, five up. Right. Oh, that, yeah, because they're, but then you got to worry about them coming and attacking you on their turn. But even if they do, then you just go away. You shadow step again or you fight because their profile's not bad. They got two attacks, fours, threes. Rend one, one damage, and then their horses get to attack. Yeah. It's not a, not a bad, bad unit. I run ten of them, and they are daughters uh, of Cain. I mean, so they're going to get all those other bonuses, rerolling the ones and stuff like that. And they come standard with crossbows, which is a new advent for them. They didn't have crossbows before. 
No, I mean it's a short. It's twelve inch, but it's a. It's it's a few more attacks. Take it. Right. Exactly. The freebie. But yeah, that's all there is to say about Doomfires. You know, they're they're solid. I could see anybody taking them, and I could see people not taking them. So, um, the harpies. You got the life takers and the heart renders. One wound, six up save. They can move fourteen inches and fly. Uh, do you like these? I, I know a lot of no. people. No. If, if I was running that battalion with the shadow step, uh-huh. I would love them. I would absolutely adore them. Um, I like their descent into battle abilities. I, I like all that stuff. Um, but I don't. There, the one wound kills me. Let's just put it that way. It's only eighty points for the five of them. So it's it is cheap. Um, cheap. That's well, cheap. That's, well, and actually, eighty. Well, I mean, it's it's the cheapest it's thing on here. Sixteen points a model. Oh, that is true. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. What am I talking? Once again, I don't know. I don't play this game. Um, <laughs> yeah, plus one to the damage characteristic if they charged. So that's going back into that whole charging and being able to recharge and recharge. Um, and give them rend one. Yep. You can uh, you can set them up offside the battle and just have them pop in nine inches away. Um, when you it's fu- really good for objective based missions where they're really objective heavy mm-hmm. and your opponents are leaving the objectives. They're amazing for that. I see. Yeah. And then also fight and flight. Really good ability. We know that from skinks. On a four up, they can retreat up to six inches after they fight. That's not bad. No, not uh, bad at all. And the other ones, they got fire and fight. After you shoot, roll a die, and on a four up, you can move six inches. You cannot, re- it can't retreat or run. But uh, you know, I get to shoot and then move six inches, so I'm in range to with the twelve inch range of shooting. And then after I shoot, if I on a four up, I can I can back off, make it harder for you to come at me. Not bad. Not bad. I, I think the close combat ones are just better than the shooting ones, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're not taking them anyway. You just said that. So, and they show up in a lot of those little battalions. So let's uh, let's wrap up the 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 list here. Now they come with their uh, endless spell war scrolls, which look amazing. These yes, models they do. are good lord. These models. And you know what? The one. I mean, the one. The the blade wind. I mean, it's 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 still it's it's another it's another hurricane of weapons, but it's still better than that hammer hurricane that the Stormcast have. <laughs> hammer storm, go. Okay, yeah, exactly. Um, so let's talk about these. The Blade Wind. It's a uh, move, you know, predatory, endless spell. Moves twelve inches on a six. Only daughters of Cain can cast it. You put it in wholly within nine inches of the caster, and then it moves twelve. Uh, after it's moved, each unit that has any models that it passed over, and each other each other unit within an inch of it at the end of its move takes D three mortals. Yeah. Al- also, you don't get a cover modifier to save rolls for attacks that target units that are within twelve inches of this model. Not wholly. That's the money shot. That's, that's it. the that's it right there. Extra mortal wounds are great. I will never poo poo free mortal wounds. What I don't like is it still affects daughters of King. They still get hurt by blade wind like everybody else. Well, yeah, because well, they're not they they don't care. <laughs> no more blood. But taking away the cover is nice. 
Well, we have a low rend army. I mean, let's face it. The the Daughters of Cain, they don't have a lot of rend. That's true. So getting rid of the uh, cover save modifiers for an army that wants to be charging, doesn't want to be charged, and has lackluster rend, you're going to take every advantage that you can get. And if people are trying to hole up in some terrain, you got to stop them from getting the benefits anyway. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, what else they got? Oh, they got the snake, the blood rack viper. This one uh, casts on a seven, set it up within nine inches of you. It can move up to nine inches once you place it. After it's moved, the player who moved it must pick a unit within an inch of it and roll three dice. For each roll that is greater than or equal equal to or greater than the unit's wound characteristics, one model from the unit is slain. Oh, suck it, ogres! Wow. Yeah, I mean that's not or or your three wound your three wound uh, elite models in a lot of these other armies. Uh huh. This is your elite killer. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't have a massive damage output. But if you get lucky and you roll over them ogres or those elite units that have three three wound models, and you roll triple six, which we've all done it once or twice, you just took nine to twelve wounds off the table with one spell. That's cool. But and. The best looking, and I think quite possibly the coolest one, <laughs> is the Invocation of Cain, which is not an endless spell. It's an Invocation of Cain, War Scroll, the Heart of Fury. Now let's go over this because it's not an endless spell. It's not set up at the start of the game. You can summon it by making an Invocation roll. Unless otherwise noted, it cannot be attacked or affected by spells or abilities. It's treated as a friendly model by all armies for any other rules purposes. In order to attempt to summon a Heart of Fury, you must have a model that is not already... A Heart of Fury cannot be attempted to be summoned more than once per turn. It has a pitch battle profile and a points cost. Okay. So, in your hero phase, one friendly Daughters of King Priest can summon this invocation. If they do so, make an invocation roll by rolling a dice on a three-up. The roll is successful. If it's successful, set it up wholly within 12 inches of that priest. Okay, so you just drop it on a three and nobody can stop it. So once again, what's the benefit of the, the prayers? There you go. Um, subtract. Now, the abilities minus one from the damage inflicted to a minimum of one by each successful attack that targets a Daughters of Cain unit wholly within 12 inches of this model. Oh, that's really good. I mean, one... Snakes have two wounds. Yeah, and one damage... <laughs> I mean, a lot of things only do one damage, but when you're bringing in double damage guys, that that's crippling to a lot of your more elite models that can do that double damage. Uh, the other one is the Pledge to Cain. At the end of each battle round, if this model's on the battlefield, the player who set up the model must roll a dice. Add one to the roll if there are any avatars of Cain... Within six inches, on a one to three, it's removed. Oh, so if you're not doing enough killing with it, it goes away. Yes. Okay. So it's it's going to go off on a two-up if you're doing this right because you're going to have an avatar cane nearby mm-hmm. to, uh, oh. to buff it. Okay. So you're getting plus one. So it's going to go off on a two-up. And then you're subtracting one from damage inflicted. Now, that's like you said, that's not that great in most circumstances. But in a bunch of circumstances, it's amazing. Is this an auto-include war scroll? Not really. 
but will it really amplify a lot of armies out there? Yes, it will. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. And that's everything in the book. We went through every, I mean, we only skipped a couple of quick things or did a couple of glance overs, but that's, there's so much stuff and so much dealing out of a D3 mortal wounds through all these different things. There's a lot of little mortal wounds chips on top of all of these, just this, the, this, this, the massive number of attacks and adding to the attacks and, and re-rolling your ones for your attacks when your guys are hitting or wounding on threes. Big, biggest piece of advice, get three by five index cards and uh, make notes and set them out by your units. You need to to keep track of all these abilities that you're going to be stacking up. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Or and have some tokens with that stuff marked on it so you know when, you're, when you are stacking and they have bonuses that it's there. Six squared studios. <laughs> they will do it for you. All right. You know what? Um... Why don't we take our last break, and then we'll come back and talk a few lists, and then uh, and then uh, wrap up. Sounds good. Cool. the garage hammer shirt who cares about him look at that guy with the garage hammer hoodie that's right guys nothing tells the ladies i'm one of the gaming elite like garage wear so hurry to garagehammer.net slash store and soon you'll be the guy at game night that all the gamer chicks are talking about remember boys first you get your gear then you win all your games then you get the chicks that's right, boys. The only gamers we notice are in Garage Gear. And we are back one more time, wrapping up uh, the stuff here. So, now, did you write up some lists, or do you have some lists you want to talk about for any of the different places? Because I, we can, I mean, I can just go over some of my stuff, um, but these aren't even my lists, so I'd rather go over someone who actually wrote their own lists. Uh, my, my lists are pretty easy. Okay. It's a bunch of snake ladies with some uh, Medusa and some Melisai. Congratulations, that my list. I run Heart of Fury. It's a great list. Which temple is that? Where are you a temple? Uh, Hagnar. Come on. Oh, so you're running Hagnar. Okay. Hagnar. And you're running the snake ladies in the Hagnar. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think that's pretty much going to be the bulk of my lists. Uh, I do have a couple of, like, regular girl lists, but um, nothing really jumps off the page. They're kind of boring, so. All right. So let's go through this, and I'll, 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 let me do this. I'll run this stuff by you, and you could tell me what you think, okay? Um. The Hagnar list that I got from Chuck uh, starts off with a Hag Queen on a cauldron. That's your general, and obviously she's got the every you know the artifact and all that stuff comes from the the place. So um, 
Hold on, let me take a quick look. I just want to make sure I've got this right when I'm talking about it. So, yeah, her command trait is that devoted disciple, so they get the five up instead of the uh, six when you're near the general. Um, the artifact, plus one damage for her weapons, blah, blah, blah. So that we got all that, right? Uh, she does. Now, he did give her that. Talk, they talked about the prayers. And I suppose we ought to pay attention to the prayers because that's what she gave her. Um, but in this army, we have one has the sacrament of blood, which is um, add to the current battle round. The one has blessings of Cain because there's three of these things. That's uh, reroll the fanatical faith rolls. And one has catechism of murder, which is uh, sixes score two hits. So you got three hag queens on Cauldron of Blood doing all that. You've got Marathi Kane with Mind Razor. You have two units of 30 witch elves with knives and bucklers, and then 10 sisters with whips and knives. That's 1980. I love that list. It's just girls moving these giant cauldrons and then Marathi I, I love up. it because it's straight to the point. The the point of their daggers. Like it, it's just it gets right to it. There's not a lot of mucking about. There's not a lot to remember, i.e. you don't forget that much. And it just drives home. I, I think that's a really solid list, especially for somebody who's beginning with sisters of, of or daughters of Cain. I, I I think it's a great list. And like I said, and it and it follows the the, the theme of Hagnar. It's it's cauldrons and witch elves and Marathi coming out to just say, don't even, you 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 shouldn't be here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else did we get? Let's see. Uh, Drachiganeth. Now, if you remember that one, that's plus one rend for witch elves and sisters if they charge. Um, the command ability plus one to hit for a unit within the, near the hero. Uh, plus one bravery and um, that stuff. On this one, you've got a slaughter queen on a cauldron again. Um, you have just a hag queen, and she's carrying the death's kiss artifact. Oh, look at that! Someone actually got an artifact because there's a there's a there's a whatchamahoozy in this. There's a battalion, I believe. What mm -hmm. is that? Oh, sh oh, Iron Circlet is the other one. I'm looking to see where these... I can't find this. Okay, so she's that the, the Death's Kiss is the one that comes with it. The Iron Circlet is reroll prayer rolls. So the general can reroll the prayer rolls. The other Hag Queen has the, the one that comes with the battalion, which is that the extra weapon stuff. This one, oh, goodness. So it's, like I said, a Slaughter Queen on a Cauldron. Three Hag Queens... Nice. Um, so they got all the different prayers happening. Um, two units of 30 sisters with whips and bucklers and a unit of 30 witch elves with a pair of knives. It's got two units of heart renders, your little five-guy units, and that's the mm -hmm. Slaughter Troop Battalion, which was the one that uh, I liked. Oh, and that's why you got the two units of heart renders in there because they have to be. That's retreat and shoot and or charge. So, so are, good. Oh, and they're from Drachigeneth, so that's the plus one rend if they charged. So now they can oh, all... Oh, yeah. Yeah, see? So these guys are all retreating and charging every turn, so they're getting plus one rend to all of these attacks. Um, they have the Heart of Fury in here and an extra command point as well. So there you go. That's uh, nice. that's if you're going to play with them. Um, I do... 
Okay, here's the uh, the Kraith. I'm certain you want to hear this one. So if you're going to play a Kraith list, <laughs> this is how you start this. This is another just insane. Now remember the Kraith list at the end of the combat phrase, friendly slister, sisters of slaughter that fought can fight again on a five up. Um, plus one to wound for a sister's unit wholly within of heroes, the command ability. And uh, if you killed any units with Kraith, you get an extra command point, that type of stuff. Uh, on this one, the general is a slaughter queen. Okay. Uh, it comes with a blood, a blood rack Medusa that has Mind Razor. Of course it does. It's got three hag queens. And then it's got the, uh, the Underworlds unit. The Morgrath, the Bloodied, and the four... Blade Coven for 80 points. And then the battle cool. the battle line on this is four units of 30 sisters with whips and knives. Yes. So it's a hundred and a hundred and twenty yes. sisters of slaughter with a slaughter queen, three <laughs> hag queens, a blood rack Medusa, and they had points left, so they put this Magrate the Bloodied with it gets an extra prayer in there too. Um, and I, 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 I suppose if you wanted to dump that, you could dump that and you could take an extra command point and you would still have 40 points left over to possibly take a, a, a whatchamahoozie, um, you know, a, an endless, endless spell. spell or, yeah. But you've, yeah, oh, this is just sisters and sisters and sisters. And so, so the four units, odds are one of them are going to get to fight again. If you've got, you've got, You've literally got four or three hag queens. Oh, and Morgret the Bloodied is also, I believe, a uh, a hero. Yes. So, oh, that's why you throw her in because you've got them. You've got one of them next to each of these units. So they're plus one to wound. Oh, that makes sense. You've yeah, got that them, makes yeah, sense. They're plus one to wound because that's the command. Uh, oh, it's the command ability. So that's plus one to wound for a whole. You know, wholly within twelve inches of a hero. But boom, you can just you got you could put that near someone. Um. Yeah, this is. Yeah, that's. There you go. That's just killy. Um. What that's else? A lot of toys. <laughs> oh, yeah. One hundred and twenty sisters. That's a, that's a lot. That's a lot of painting too. <laughs> Follow the paint guide. Use your contrast paints. Uh. <laughs> so let. Okay. So this. I got a list from Jimbo for the Temple Calibron. Uh, and they are the ones that you're minus one to hit them with missile weapons. Um, uh, the command ability is you can, at the end of the movement phase, move them over. And what does he have here? We've got a hag queen on a cauldron. Um, we've got Marathi Kane. And then we've got 30 witch elves, 20 witch elves, 10 sisters, 18 shadow stalkers, 18 shadow stalkers, and then 10 life takers. Um, Interesting. This is a high drop teleporting list, as he said, and the army's already minus one to be shot. And I think some of these things. I think what it is is that uh, what did he put in here? I think the shadow stalkers gets. The, aren't those the guys who can can kind of jump about themselves or something like that? But he's. This is yeah. What he, yeah. He yeah, called they it have this, shadow leap. Yeah, that's his teleporting list is to take those guys and put them in with this stuff so that's one way to play um 
that especially by getting them um oh the shadow stars i don't think we talked about them aren't those the assassins or something i'm looking through this going who are yeah, they we oh, didn't yeah. talk about them but that's right yeah so that's why cuz they can they can just move around right in your movement says instead of making a normal move just move them and put them up 9 inches from anywhere and he's got two units of those plus you can do the other tra- so that's pretty cool the whole army being minus one to shoot. What else do we have? Let's see. we got two more that they wrote for us. If you want to play Keltnar, which can retreat and charge naturally, has the command ability where um, they uh, uh, if you attack them and you roll a one to attack them, you take a mortal wound, that's Keltnar. Okay, that's the mm-hmm. poison, guys. Hag queen on a cauldron. Okay. Uh, and this one also has Morgrath, the Bloodied, and the Blade Coven. I guess that 80 points to get that hero in there was worth it. And Marathi Kane. Yeah. And then they take the, they're taking the Bloodrack Viper, an extra command point, two units of 30 Witch Elves, and 10 Sisters. The whole army retreats and charges. Chuck says he went 3-0 and on this on a one-day tournament. Okay. The Hag Queen, Marathi, the the Underworld's crew, and then just Witch Elves and Sisters that are constantly re- uh, able to retreat and then recharge. I'll take, you know, it sounds good. Um, and then sounds what's, good. What's the last list? This one, if you want to play um, Xanther Kai, so if you're going to play your, your Snake Army, uh, a Melisai Iron Scale as your general, a Hag Queen... Marathi Kane, and this is the Viperic Guard Battalion. So they put this one in the battalion that uh, lets you do the uh, um, once per battle a hero can use a command ability without spending a command point. I think they just did that to make it less drops and get the extra sure. extra command point. Um, 15 Blood Sisters, 5 Blood Sisters, 10 Blood Stalkers, 10 Heart Renders, and the Heart of Fury. It's a three-drop right. list. So this one, if, if you want to play snakes, it's not bad. Uh, and you're bringing Marathi in there too. So that's, uh, those are, uh, there you look at that. Lists you can take right there. So if you're not certain, but you like one of these uh, cities, you can go with any of those. Uh, you know, I really liked, I liked the uh, Hagnar list. And I, I really liked the Kraith list. I think it's interesting that none of them used the allies being Cities of Sigmar or Idaneth Deepkin. Yeah, that's true. But I mean You could shore up a squad of eels and have some eel support. Might not be bad. Everybody likes eel support because it's dumb. Eels are so silly. But they're yeah, they are good. Yeah. But so yeah, there we go. I mean there's so much and right there is six very different types of lists and you had even mentioned if you want to take a snake list why not go or the ones that can do all the attacking on fives again uh that's the craith list um that's the craith yeah now the only problem with the craith list is if you start to go like he had four units of 30 um but i suppose you could break that down into smaller units have more chances to fight but then you have more drops but this already seems like you've got a lot of drops. There's no battalions in here. So if you are already got that many drops, you're already, I'm pretty much done, aren't you? Like you're not, 
I mean, this seems to be a yeah. two, four, six, eight, ten. This is a ten drop list. Ten or eleven drops. So you might as well break that up and have all those like you said, you have smaller units and then they can fight on they they get all that extra ability to fight at the end of the combat phase. So I don't know. That's that's the book. That's everything. We've covered it all. We are the champions. <laughs> the real winner is the listener we who are got queen. all the cool. Okay. The real li- winners are the listeners who got all the cool lists. Thanks to Chuck and Jimbo and you, and got uh, to have all this fun together with us. So, yeah, that was cheesy. I know. Shut up. Um, I guess that's it. I think we're done. Are we? Are we done? We're done. I, th- I think we're done. Uh, cool. Shameless self promotion. Check out metaslayers.com. Oh yes, <laughs> Meta Slayers. Watch their YouTube videos, because Gene knows what he's talking about, and now he and he does it on his own. So he doesn't. Yeah. Um, I try. And so, uh, and and I guess you will be talking. You guys will be hearing again from Jay as soon as the uh, as soon as the new Death Army drops. We'll be hearing from Jay uh, talking lore and war. I am good on that. to come back as much as the listeners want to hear from me. There you go. I appreciate that, that? too. I appreciate that. Um, all right, so let's wrap this up then. Uh, folks, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and I definitely want to say, if nothing else, thank you to you, Jay, for coming on and spending your Sunday evening wasting your time with me over here doing this. I do appreciate it. Um, and uh, I w- obviously thank all of the Patreon patrons, which also includes Jay. Uh, and our associate producers, Dwight Sims, Christopher Sanders, AJC, Opie, and Big Jake. Our executive producers, Colin Miller and Alex Graham, and our newest patron, as I just said, Jay Crawford. Thank you and everyone for being part of the 1% who make this show and everything we do uh, possible. So, uh, Jay, once again, I can't thank you enough for helping me with this because I don't know this stuff, and you, you were helpful. So, <laughs> It's my pleasure. I love being here. This is the best. Cool. I am glad that you are enjoying it. And folks, until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful know no despair except in failure. <laughs>